Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Welcome to episode 201 for Slam Fire Radio for April 14th, 2017. I'm one of your hosts, Kelly Lynn. I'm another one, Trevor Lynn. D- and I'm Matthew Lynn. And I'm Adriel Lynn. Perfect. It's the Lynn. It's the Lynn show. All the Lynn. I like how you it's said episode 201 correctly, but then you said 200 or 2017 incorrectly. And 17, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's April and 14th. Yeah, basically. Yes, it is. Happy Easter. <laughs> I guess it's our Easter show. And in recognition of, of Easter, we had the biggest Easter bunny we could find on. Uh, yes, that's true. Yeah, you'll find out later, though, unless you read the show description, yeah. in which case you already know it's not a surprise. But, you know, I'm going to count on people not reading the show description, so we're going to keep it a secret. I'm going to count, on, count okay. on people not being able to read. Oh, there you go. I mean, we all learn mm. at different rates. Yes. Yeah, so most learn backwards. <laughs> That's not even possible, I don't think. But anyway, I'm not saying my rate is slow, but if I learned any slower, I'd be learning backwards. Ah, <laughs> so you're forgetting things as things go times oh, with stuff. I don't. Need- that sentence got away yeah. from me. It sure did. But yes, cool. All right. So we have a new thing that we're doing now. It's uh, what we did in guns. So what we did in guns this week is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center. Canada's premier firearms retailer. Right now they're having their Glock days and it's coming up April 14th and 15th. Why? It's this weekend. Why? And it's they right also now. have an Easter sale on. <laughs> I know. Um, an Easter sale on for April 14th and 15th as well. And Trevor, it's not 70% off Glocks. It's 70% off Select Merchandise. Remember, yeah. he was so excited about it last week. I'd love a 70% Ooh. off Glock. Mm-hmm. It'd be basically like an, an inch barrel, awesome. basically, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, so go over to their online store, theshootingcenter.com, for more info and go and shop there because they're amazing guys. I concur. So, and if, yeah. yeah, and if you and, and if you don't shop there, you're well, you are a, a communist. <laughs> yep, clearly socialist. Yeah. socialist. A little bit socialist. A little, yeah. just a, just a tad socialist. Not really <laughs> communist. Yes. Yeah. All right, Matthew, All right. you're up. Yes, I'm up. All right. I, do with guns? I shot my Glock. Went to the range. Uh, I uh, um, uh, cool video, man. You, did you like it? Cool yeah, video. Yeah, I, I liked it that. too. Cool. Yeah. So it, it it was informative enough and quick enough, and I have a and question. Gave the, huh? Yeah. Why is it you can be professional on your channel, but a hoser over here? Um, there are many reasons. They go back to my childhood, and if we start out in a, a, a lack, it was a, a summer day. Yeah, the sun was shining uh-huh. brightly in the cloudless sky, and the leaves. Oh, were is this the one where your parents took you to a picnic by the brook and left without you? It, that's where it starts. Where it ends is that's different. Where it starts. I had a yeah, typical childhood, you know, summered in Paris and <laughs> uh, beaten yeah. really? in a sack. No. <laughs> beaten in a sack. Uh, you know, that's the, funny. Standard fare, really. Uh, are you gonna get to the shaved part, or you, no? No, we're just gonna let that go, actually. But oh, yeah, okay. no, well, I did my. Hopefully, they caught the reference. Hopefully, 
And if they didn't, it, they're probably better people if they didn't catch the reference. <laughs> no, they just need to watch more Michael Myers movies. Yeah, there's that. All right. So, yeah, I did the Manus X video review, and uh, apparently I guess I did an okay job on it because everybody here likes it, and that's 100% success rate. So there you go. Boom. If you want to know what the Manus X is and how it works, go check out my video. It's youtube.com slash mmat. We'll check it in the show notes too. Yeah, sure. But, yeah, it's really cool. I mean, it was my first time live firing with it instead of just dry firing, and one thing that I'd like that I didn't put in the video, but I'd like to see added to it in the future is I want the, the you guys remember the red line for the muzzle for the, for yep. the recoil? Yes. It was shooting way up. I want that to record a little bit longer. I want that to record until the gun stops again so you can see what you're doing with your muzzle after you're done shooting so you can get back on target as quickly as possible. So if, if they could set that up to record after the shot just a little bit longer i think that would be great but i think the longer they do that that means the longer you have to wait until your next shot maybe i don't don't know how the software works but uh i think it would be a cool feature to have that set up so you could track your muzzle you know even for a full second after you fire off the shot so that you can kind of track where it's going and hopefully get back on target quicker maybe it can be a tool to help you get back on target uh, quicker but But it's 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 a device that shows you a graphic representation of a firearm's flipperosity. It really is. It's a flipperosity. Flipperosity. It's a it's a recoil device. It it totally will show you the flipperosity of one firearm versus another firearm. We need to get a bunch of nine millimeter strike Ob- fire pistols. Objectively, too. Like yeah. this is yeah. this is empirical evidence. This is data. This isn't like oh, it felt more flipperosity. No, like, it, yeah. it will actually give a flipperosity number. In fact, I think they should have a flipperosity scale on the app. You click the flipperosity button and you fire the gun, and it tells you on a on a scale of one to ten how's the flipperosity of this gun. Obviously, a one being great and a ten being terrible. Yes. Well, yeah. Yeah. Hmm, as, yeah. as most Complete scales science. go, right? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. What? Well, mm, yeah. No. Wait. But, yeah. Hmm. yeah. Nope. <laughs> but yeah, no, I did some I did some shooting and I had uh, some fun with it and I shot some pretty good targets. You saw one of them on the video, but my other targets were all as good or better, which was great. So I like uh, the fact that uh, even though I haven't practiced all winter, I'm still at least uh, sort of competent with the handgun, which is good because apparently we're teaching a class coming up soon. So uh, it would be nice to be good with that. Did you see that one-handed 90.9 shot I pulled yes. off? Yes. Yeah. Yes, that you show off. So so jealous, man. <laughs> <laughs> that one also um, went right through the bull too, right in the center of the target. Just just FYI. FYI. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. The Anyhow. you know how you know how you had uh, a shot that on the software said it was high and you got down the target it was high. Yeah. And then you had one shot that was kind of out there, you know, the group on the software looks better than on the target, right? Yes. Yeah. I think some of that could be attributed to just the um, the fact that handgun ammunition is not necessarily inherently accurate. I was gonna, yeah. I was actually going to comment on that, Trevor, um, and I decided to instead of blaming the ammo. You see the little tag at the bottom of the video there saying that perhaps my sights just simply weren't lined up properly. Maybe I just didn't have. I mean. You get a very short sight radius, and I was shooting at twenty yards, so I mean that's that's quite a distance, and they're big that chunky is. sights. So I just yep. kind of attributed it to the fact that it was probably my fault, as opposed to the ammo's fault, just because I didn't want to blame the ammo, even though that was one of the things on my mind. I thought perhaps maybe mm. that was just a flyer shot. 
um, and you get those in handguns quite regularly because these are not precision tools. These are designed to be shot right. at, you know, three feet or closer most of the time. And <laughs> and to be to be clear, Matthew, it's not blaming a particular brand of ammo. Oh, and yeah, it, this, is, this is your reloaded ammo, by the way. Ammo. <laughs> right, but it's, it's so which should be better than factory, generally speaking, because you know it tends yes. to be more consistent. Yep. But it's the nature of the beast. You're it gonna, is. you know, yeah. It's You're just the fact that yeah, exactly. A, it's not a two thousand dollar or even four thousand dollar Ipsic pistol with right. super tight tolerances and, and and you know it's a it's a duty pistol. Yeah, it's a with, uh, Yeah, made and with ammo made on the Dillon six fifty. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, ammo was definitely a contributing factor. So, I mean, that's, you know, something to bear in mind, too. I mean, this device is just tracking your muzzle. It doesn't actually see where the bullet goes. It's just telling you what you did with the gun. So, it, I mean, they can only do so much, right? So if the if the if you get a flyer because of bad ammo, well, it's not going to track that. So, no. anyway, I had fun with it, and uh, I definitely talked too long here. So, Trevor, why don't you tell us what you did in guns? All right, well... I, I did a couple of things, but a lot of cool things happened. So, one, I shipped my Glock. I sold my Glock 19, and I'm having uh, the buyer is, uh, well, frankly, he's pissed off. I got oh. some, uh, yeah, I got some quite the emails from him. One of the things he's concerned about is I said that I shot the gun once. He took that to mean that I was the original owner and only shot the gun once. Mm. I said it was like new condition. He says it's not in new condition. So, he says, I screenshotted the ad. I'll compare the pictures in your ad to the gun you sent me. Well, the pictures in the ad are of the gun I sent you. Right. Um, they're still on photo bucket. And I can show them to anybody, anywhere, anytime. The photos showed the wear on the gun, which yeah. is negligible. Right. I advertised mm-hmm. the gun as like new, not new. Right. So anyway, he's not happy. But in the at the in the end, I said, look. You got the gun I advertised, and I yep. didn't, you know, I didn't mislead anything. You got exactly what I advertised, a Glock 19 with a low round count that I only shot once that is in, like, new condition. And, I mean, it is. I like I, I've gun handled that gun. I've, I've played with that gun. I know that that gun is in, like, new condition. That gun was, you know, like you said, lightly used, like new. It was. It, it had the very limited amount of wear marks on it, and it was. It was a good-looking gun. There was nothing wrong with that in my mind. It. It, it doesn't even have that wear mark on the barrel up no. near where the slide always contacts during firing. Like that's not. That's even not even the there yet. So I mean, it's there a hint, just enough to show that it's coming. But I mean, yeah. you shoot a Glock, you know, five hundred times, and don't worry, it's there. No, so, exactly. That's, and that's very normal. I replaced the sights, and I replaced the slide lock. And the uh, magazine release, and one of the mags is brand new, never been even loaded. Um, I included all the original parts. I was asking eight fifty, and I gave it to him for eight hundred shipped. Oh, dude, you can't complain about yeah. that. He's is complaining. He an, is he a new shooter? I have no idea who he is. This guy from Ontario. So, oh, there but you maybe go. This never is, mind. Maybe it's his first <laughs> pistol that he ever bought, because uh, like some guys don't know, like guns last forever. Like you buy that Glock with. 50 or 500 rounds, it does Makes not no matter Makes whatsoever. no difference at all. No. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe no. he's just looking at, maybe he's like thinking there's like a new car and it has to come perfect and any like little scratch or any little like wear bit and it's like, oh, no, how come I'm not getting this new pistol? But it, he maybe he just doesn't know it doesn't matter. Well, it, yeah, yeah, it could be that. It could my, be he's my, got a bit of buyer's remorse or it could also be that he's just an old curmudgeon that uh, likes complaining about everything he can come up with. 
Kind of like Trevor. No, I got the. I, I was got just going to say, like, you mean Trevor? <laughs> well, some some guys will complain as a as a point of negotiation. They'll yeah. they'll complain well, about it, saying, "Oh well, you didn't uh, tell me that you only shot it once." But did he you know, did he ask you to send you some and money? No, not yet. And All right. Well, don't. Me, no, he he, yeah. he got the gun yeah. that I advertised. Yeah. Um, I'm concerned that he may try and leave me a negative feedback. I don't know how that works. I mean, he got what I advertised. You know, like well, you can you can said, dispute that if you, that's the case. You could have asked me any questions. Yeah. You could have asked for more photographs. Yep. I would have been happy to answer anything. I would have been happy to send more pictures. I mean, you got what I advertise. I'll tell you. So anyway, so the, that's gone. He's not happy. What can I do? I don't know. Nothing at uh, this point. I would maybe offer you know just to you know keep him happy, but since I already knocked fifty bucks off the top, no. just you know. Yeah, and, and here's why. I was getting tire kickers, and I was getting douches trying to educate me on the price of guns. And they're like, how could you be selling this gun for $800 when they're listed on Canon Ammo for $799? Uh, well, because it's mine, and 800 is what I want for it. And uh, and it doesn't come ow. with two mags. It comes with a bunch of mags, and, it, and you sent a bunch of other stuff with it. So that's more than $800. So. Yeah. yeah, well, you're saving the tax. So. You're saving tax. Yeah, exactly. And, and you I probably an sent extra. that shipped, didn't you? I did, 800 yeah. shipped. So yeah, you're mm-hmm. not going to get this. Yeah. Sure, go ahead and buy it for plus tax plus shipping. You're talking almost nine hundred bucks now. Yeah. So. so. Anyway, yeah. So uh, it is what it is for now. Yeah. I and then I that. ordered. No, well, yeah. I ordered off Amazon a uh, rail and bipod for my 1022. Nothing fancy, just UTG stuff. But it's just on my Magpul 1022, so that's fine. Um, Why so. do you have a bipod on your Magpul? Well, it's a heavy, it's a heavy gun, right? Maple seed. It's heavy. <laughs> the purist so he, comes it, out. It, wait a minute. Wait yeah, a minute. Let's, why let's are clarify. you? Why do you have a bipod on that thing? <laughs> well, Princess, a sling should or, be enough. Or, uh, well, well, Queen Maple Seed. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not for Maple Seed. It's a rifle I will use in Maple Seed, and when I do, mm-hmm. I'll take it off. In the meantime, it's on there because I like to shoot it off the bench or prone or whatever you know. So, you mean without the sling? Uh, well, the sling is there. Look, and shooting off of a bipod there. is a way to shoot a I'm rifle, too, you know. It totally is. And off the I'm... mag. <laughs> that's a way. Right. Look, maple seed's one way, but that's not the only right. way. It's a that's good way. Oh, well, I know that. I was that's just giving the... him a, a hard time, you know. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just, I just got his back, it's all. Yeah. Sorry. Matthew, Matthew, that's the out-of-date World War II way of teaching firearms. <laughs> See, I wouldn't <laughs> have said that, Kelly. That I wouldn't have said that. Yeah. I'm with you. I think shooting with the sling is a lost art, and it needs to be reintroduced for sure. No, oh, I was yeah. just wondering why you put a bipod on it if he already has a sling on it. And I'm just okay. Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> you should be right to question him. I yeah, know. Really. Oh, so you're on I, Kelly. So I see the schism dividing I the cast already. Side. It's Adriel and Kelly <laughs> versus Matthew. Adriel's and always been on my side. You know that. Uh huh. Well, I used to be. <laughs> You you know I've got a bipod on my 17 HMR. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, so, um, and I got yeah, of course I got a bipod on my Attack 21 build. But that, of course, I don't have any bipods yet. I'm still defending Trevor. For sure. Yeah, yeah. she's got my back, yo, yo. So, um, <laughs> I said that, yeah. yeah. That's what it I. No, sorry. Uh, we've been watching too many. Uh, too, we've been watching um, Internet uh, Bad Boys Two. Oh watch, yeah, that's yeah. a great show. So, we should watch that again when you come over. This is why over. my segment takes twenty minutes. No, it's not. <laughs> this is the one time. Usually, the I one mute time? my mic. The I usually, mi- I usually mute my mic Where's so that this doesn't robot? take this long. But I couldn't help it this week. I just had to keep jumping in. 
All right, what's All next? Right, so, next. So why do you have a bipod in your gun again? Because they're awesome. Or <laughs> <laughs> Did you go to a 6 to 9 or a 9 to 12? Oh, my God. It's that 9 to 18 or 6 to 18 that you sent me. Oh, that's what you put on your... (laughs) I put that pine for 6 to 18 on my 22. We talked about this last week. Yes, we did. It's up to... Adriel. Adriel! It's up to 6.7 inches tall. Wow. That's not too bad, actually. That's not too bad. No. All right, what's the next thing? I don't don't like the attachment. But anyway, yeah, the next thing is... um, Matador Arms, feeling the love. They sent me their brake. They sent me a, a um, hammerhead brake to go on the front of my Sabretooth Mark II build for my SKS. They also sent me a Wicket t-shirt. So when I finish the rifle, I'll, I'll, I'll God help me, I'll take pictures of myself holding the rifle with my Matador Arms t-shirt. So, uh, yeah, pretty excited about that. I went over to see my gunsmith, Denis, and um, he threaded the, the barrel. And we got the um, the brake put on there now because I took off my front sight. There's like if you leave your front sight on your SKS and you thread the muzzle for this brake, you can put a crush washer on there and then you can index it against the crush washer against the front sight. All is good. They're also introducing this brake so it pins on. So you can actually remove your front sight and pin it onto the muzzle with the in the existing grooves where your front sight would go. Oh, that's I cool. The front front pin anyway yeah and then you know you don't have to worry about threading your muzzle and then nothing is one way yeah right if you decide that you want to for some reason put it back in the wood and stuff you 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 totally could do that so um but yeah so i've got it on it looks awesome i'm short a stock and tube right now um so that's that's got to get ordered here soon so i can finish that off and then go out and test it in the meantime, tomorrow I'm going to the range with Muffin and Snuffleupagus, and uh, I'm going to fire my uh, other SKS, the one that's had the stock refinished in the original configuration. And I think Muffin's going to buy one tomorrow because he <laughs> wants one now. An all SKS? Our, yeah, and Oliver is <laughs> looking really hard at an SKS and a chassis. Oh, you're so. terrible. You are so hilarious. You go from hating them to all of your friends have them now, too. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, have you bought your FN pistol yet? Now it's, hey, where's your SKS? What's going on with you? These things are great, don't you know? Yeah, it's awesome. Anyway. So, uh, what are we going to do about the charity shoot? Because we were going to be raising money for you shooting an SKS, and now apparently Jay Hines has shaved his beard. So, what are we going to do? Well, Hines is going to grow his beard back. (laughs) He'll grow it back at the charity shoot. Ready, guys? And and then it'll come out. It'll probably happen that quick. And here's the thing, Kelly. I might as well let, let, let everybody in on the joke. The idea of me shooting an SKS was I was going to put it against the berm and light up the stock with a nine mil- with a, a my nineteen eleven, and then <laughs> the gun was going to go to the winner of the raffle with a new stock and the stock that I put bullet holes in. So yeah, you can still do that if you want. I you guess. still get to see an address, right? All right I don't so want to see that. Is- <laughs> Honestly, that's that's not an image I want to have burned into my eyes seen me in worse things come on so if you want to see me shoot an sks in a dress with a 1911 then you donate some money and the winner will get the sks when we're done cool i guess it still works sure we'll so make we need work. to start collecting money a couple of months away we need to start collecting money and well, we'll um, collect that at the show yeah speaking of the charity shoot patreonies your next patreon goal is to get adriel to the charity shoot i That's don't know it. if we've if we promoted this yet on the show. So if you're not a Patreoni and you would like to help get Adriel to the cherry shoot, please become a Patreoni. All of the Patreoni money is going to help 
fly Adriel out to the charity shoot. So, you know, even if it's like, you know what, once you contribute, you're like, well, now you have to go. I'm contributing. So even if you don't raise enough, he's kind of compelled to go now. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm good with half the flight. Oh, we'll put it that way. Half the flight and I'll, there you go. I'll head so, out. <laughs> so, you know, and, and Patreonies, you know, you could up it a little bit. And then let's say you're at 223. You could bring that up to 556 five, for a couple and, of months. And then, and then drop then it the back period. down. Look, it's editable. Yeah. Yeah, but you can't go lower than where you started. No, that's that's, that's a rule. That's a rule. No, no, no 22s, so, yeah. please. No 20, yeah. Actually, Makes we got sense. a 220 Swift this week. Oh, a 220 yeah, Swift is cool. Yeah. Oh, one of uh, one of our Patreonies, uh, Alan, just mentioned that he uh, when he does the five five six in U.S. dollars with Patreon, it uh, it came up to seven six two. No way! <laughs> no way! Canadian, oh, yeah. that is awesome. <laughs> yeah. What are the chances? Six to one. I just made that up. I have no idea. That that's a caliber conversion right there. It really is. It's not a currency <laughs> conversion. Awesome. Yeah. All right, carrying on. Uh, last night we had a gun club meeting and we talked about the um, club orientation course that I'm going to be developing. So I hate listeners- to interrupt you, but I always do anyway. I had a gun club meeting this week too. Just you reminded me of it. But the difference between you and mine is my gun club meeting was all in French and I didn't understand it. So we may have talked about the same thing at my gun club meeting, but I have no idea. <laughs> Epic. But so, I really did uh, go to my first gun club meeting this as as director uh, of, of the gun club here in uh, Edmonton. Cool. But, uh, yeah, it was all in French. So they translated the important parts. They told me, and I don't know what else yep. they tra- didn't tell, translate, but whatever. We have a new secretary who kicks ass. She's amazing. She is a crackerjack. She's so smart. She's so hardworking. And she puts out the minutes within like 24 to 48 hours of the gun club meeting. She emails them to all the members. Bilingual. Nice. Which makes wow. sense. Yeah, which makes sense in our area, right? So, it would. Uh, yeah. So um, I'm going to be developing for my class a – and Matthew, you're going to be a part of this. Sure. This is is it going to be in French about. or English? Uh, it's going <laughs> – well, Jewel's going to be a part of it too. Let me, let me explain. All right. We're going to develop a club orientation course. Now, I'm not talking to the extent of we're going to make you write a test. We're going to make you walk and shoot. You need a babysitter while you shoot your AR-15. Let's not get crazy. That's unreasonable. Right. But what we're going to do is just if you can join the club whenever you want, but you're not going to get your card and you're not going to get the key to the gate until you attend the club orientation course. And that is getting a walking tour of the club with an RO explaining the rules some etiquette and the finer nuances of our range because it is a shared range. You, Mr. Videographer Man, will videotape this process and then we'll polish it up in editing and create two videos, one that's dubbed by Jewel in French and then one that is just however you and I decide to do the English version. Right. We'll upload them to your channel, put the link on the Rescue Gun Club webpage. We could also upload them to the Rescue Gun Club Gmail. You could, yeah. Uh, Account, which has a YouTube channel attached to it. And then those will be available for all members to view at any time. But the course will be done. It's going to be mandatory for all new members. But this has got to, we got to open up the Constitution. We got to make this a new club thing, incorporate it in the Constitution. So it probably won't be ready until like the spring of next year. Sure. Because to open the Constitution takes a couple of months. And, you know, so anyway, we may start the filming in like November or something like that, Matthew. So, yeah, whatever. Yeah, let me know. I, I'm in. Yeah. So my, my, my request to the members are, or is this, if you are on the executive of your club and your club has some form of orientation course, please, if it's a PDF, 
If it's a PowerPoint presentation, if you could zip that up and email it to slamfireradio at gmail.com so that I can beg, borrow, and steal. And not <laughs> zip it up. Nope. When has anybody zipped a file recently? <laughs> I got a zipped file just the other day. And Did I you really? It. Well, well, what? Is there another method, Mr. Bill Frickin' Gates? What's wrong with zipping files? Nothing. It is old. <laughs> You're old. I am. Send me your course. We, we found, we found uh, three and a quarter inch floppies at the school today, too. Nice. <laughs> the disks from the old computers, by the way. I was going to say, I bet that wasn't the only three and a quarter floppy thing that, anyway. Yeah, that's so. Yeah. You, you, you should let me go. <laughs> should let did. me be. So, uh, I have a new sponsor. Yes, so you let's do. Talk about, let's talk about that a little bit. And right. there'll be a full review coming with more details. In Perfect. The future, but- well, just tell us who it is and we'll move on to Adriel. Exactly. So this is, uh, it's from a company called, the product is Nanook, N-A-N-U-K, Professional Protective Cases from a company, Plastic Plastic Case. They're out of Quebec. They're 100% Canadian made. Picture a Pelican, um, an SKB, those kind of high quality impact resistant cases. These things are waterproof. They're like pressurized. They've got a vent on them for when you're flying in the airplanes. They come in all kinds of different configurations. They do all kinds of different industries. But, of course, naturally, I'm into them for the archery component and the firearms component. And they sent me out a six-pistol case that is amazing. It looks like your suitcase when you're going through the airport, only it looks like it's carrying a nuclear warhead. It's got a handle on it. It's got wheels on it. It's just big enough that you could still get it in an overhead compartment. It's amazing. And then they sent me the huge rifle one that I will set up for three-gun. So thank you so much to Dan Demers from Nanook and Nanook. They're also going to sponsor SummerSlam and our three-gun and just amazing products from a cool Canadian company. They sent one out to uh, Tracy Wilson. I've got a friend of mine in New Brunswick who's a dealer for them. They're really cool because you can change the foam on the inside so you could set it up for your three-gun guns. You could set it up for your two shotguns. You could set it up for your bow. You just keep popping out the foam, putting in a new foam, and and you're good to go. So um, cool. In the meantime, yeah. In the meantime, uh, head on over. Just do a Google on Nanook N A N U K and check those bad boys out. That's nice. all I got for now. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, Adriel. Oh, how do I follow that? Well, you stopped on three guns, so why don't I make my whole part about three gun? I've been on a, a, a really big three-gun kick. So I had my match on Saturday there. Um, really, uh, really interesting match. Um, uh, uh, really cool for me because just meeting a bunch of a bunch of new people. Uh, we met uh, some people out of Lunatic Tactical out of uh, Grand Prairie, uh, specifically a uh, Kyle. He was one of the uh, uh, guys who helps arrange the matches up in Grand Prairie. And he was like, we were talking about setting up these matches and what's involved and how we update people online. And, uh, you know, he was talking about practice score and that kind of thing. And uh, it kind of got me thinking um, at the match. And I'll, I'll just talk a little bit later about what I did uh, after the match, <laughs> after I had a chance to talk to Kyle. Um, I helped a guy uh, clean his firing pin and, uh, and channel out of an XD tactical. He was running uh, 40. And for whatever reason, uh, his firing pin just wasn't uh, wasn't striking the primers hard enough to fire so he got a whole bunch of did not engage uh penalties on his first uh stage uh i helped him uh you know strip it apart and, and pull his firing pin out um i don't think he had, he had done that before and uh he pulled it over to the to the pistol range fired a couple rounds through it and it was working <laughs> and the rest of his match uh, was was a lot better super um, easy to take apart next d isn't it 
Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I think we're spoiled these days with, with modern pistols because modern pistols in general are easy to take apart. You got the takedown lever or with the Glock, you got the two little tabs there. You pull it off, the uh, firing pin and all the guts come out of the back there on pretty much everything out there. So, yeah, they're, they're real easy. So, I was being facetious. Was, was, <laughs> was he well, shooting they're the same. a lot of, they're the same. Was he shooting lead? No. No, the gun so was just I, dirty in the firing pin channel. Yeah, was. but I, I noticed it that when I... Be, what, go ahead. He also He also ran a rod down his barrel just to clean it out, just in case. It might have been like a chunk of brass just at the mouth of the chamber. That would keep your round from completely seating, and that might cause your light primer strikes as well. So Maybe. Well, like when we we pulled the firing pin out, it didn't like I didn't see anything in there. It was like, oh, there's a big piece of brass in here, or oh, you know, okay. something that would have blocked it. But uh, just the act of cleaning everything out um, got it all run up and running for him again. So I don't have a cause for you. Okay, interesting. Because I've I've uh, experienced that in a couple of different handguns. When I shoot a lot of lead through them, you really got to keep the firing pin channel clean because yeah. it gunks up fast. Uh, we had a couple, a uh, couple of new people. So I, I lent out my shotgun belt to one of them. My shotgun belt is, is like, uh, oh, what is it? Uh, Scorpion. It's like an off-brand belt with a, a whole bunch of shell holders on it. So, um, he was going to run them out of a pocket or something like that. So, like, no, 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 take my belt, <laughs> run that thing instead. You'll be way faster, and the whole match will be faster, right? If you know these exactly, uh, yeah, new guys who just don't have any equipment. I'd, I'd much rather lend my equipment to a new guy and have them run it and uh and and be much faster than you know pulling onesie twosie shells out of their pocket so um yeah, he, he ran with it yeah i th- I, th- I think uh um the, the three gun guys gotta loan out their equipment so everyone else can like play with it and, and and try it out and be like oh yeah that's what i need something like that and then they come out the next time and they've got that equipment and uh and they're much faster um i recorded uh all but one of my stages with a, uh, I got a GoPro knockoff. I think I talked about it. Yep. Uh, yeah, in in yep. my last one, yeah. So good for training. Like I usually self-reflect. One of the things that uh, me and a couple of my buddies do that uh, that shoot at three gun, we record all our shoots. We go back to my place afterwards, have a couple a couple of beers, and then watch uh, our uh, performances. And then kind of critique, like, oh, you could have picked up a couple seconds there, or why did you do this, or hey, you had a, a type one malfunction, why didn't you tap rack and uh, uh, you know, just kind of uh, continually get better. And the uh, the GoPro knockoff running on your head is so much better because you can see what you're doing. You can, like, it moves with your head. You can see where you're looking, and that shows you, like, all sorts of room for improvement. Uh, you get to see, like, hesitation. You get to see uh, where you're looking at a target. Target and you're missing a target. There's just so much that's that's great with it. I'm going to do it for all my matches now. I'm not even going to bother bringing out my. Uh, I had a camcorder before that I, that I was using people to record from behind. Not going to bring it anymore. Just going to run the GoPro knockoff because uh, that's really what I want to get out of it. Is how do I improve for the next match? Uh, what 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 uh, what do I see where I can make the biggest improvement? And then how do I uh, how do I apply that? So. Um, if you guys haven't got one already, definitely like try one out. I'm not putting it up for public. I'm just using it for self reflection and, and, and How my much? Own training. I paid a hundred bucks for mine, and what? then I 3D I 3D printed a head mount, uh, a gun mount, and a chest mount. So if, uh, and actually uh, I mentioned this I think last week or two weeks ago, and someone contacted me uh, from the show and said, "Hey, you're printing those mounts. Can you make one for me?" It's like, yeah, sure, why not? Costs like two <laughs> bucks. Who cares? <laughs> Guy, the guys that we shoot with have them screwed to their ball cap on the peak. Yeah, that's another way to do it too. 
Um, I opted to, to take it off my ball cap. I might I might do a ball cap mount though because uh, this one wobbles a little bit just uh, just from running. So mm. either that or the chest mount, I don't really know. So, but it's important to get the angle right when you hit go. Um, somebody I shot three gun with in Halifax, he turned it on when he was ROing me. So he was going to send me the video of uh, my runs from his perspective, mm-hmm. and then he told me at Spring Bang that it was actually pointed at the sky. <laughs> so it happens. Yeah. Well, I can hear yeah, your splits are really fast. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, the tensioner screw on there. But no, it was uh, it was really good, really cool uh, uh, footage. So I, I'm I'm going to do that for all my shoots, just so I I can see what I'm doing, and and you can almost you can you can remember what you were thinking a lot easier because you look at where your head's moving, and you're like, oh yeah, I did that. Oh yeah, what am I doing right now? Oh, that's terrible. Oh. That's the thing I have to improve my pistol reloads or my rifle uh, target acquisition or, oh, why am I re-gripping the pistol so often? Maybe I need to tighten up my grip. This is just the, like, I'm just saying these are the things that you'll see when you, uh, when you see yourself moving around on, uh, on a GoPro. Anyways, great. Um, and then I came home and uh, <laughs> I, I kind of went on a three-gun tear. So I, to start off, I wrote an article on where to find three-gun across Canada. Well, just from talking with Kyle out of uh, Grand Prairie there, um, I'm like, man, how come there it, it, there isn't an easy spot to find all these? There's a CGN thread that you talks about action shooting, but it doesn't cover all the shoots across Canada because you have to post to that thing. Sorry, someone was saying something there. Yeah, well, I was just saying there's no everybody is shooting outlaw three gun. Yes, right. If you want to yes. find an IPSC match, it's simple. We've got IPSC Canada, mm-hmm. and every province has a section, so it's very organized. Correct. All the officials are trained to the same standard. All mm-hmm. the black bad students, so. You know that's why there is no, there's no three gun Canada it doesn't exist. Didn't exist. Yes. Um, so after no. after I wrote, after I wrote that article and Googled until three in the morning to find all these different places that uh, that host three gun shoots, um, I was like, man, you know what? This isn't enough. I don't want to just have an article on this. So I, I built a website on it. I built uh, threegun.ca. They, there's nothing on there right Woo! now. There's a there's a calendar, um, and that's kind of it. It's a work in progress. It's real ugly, but it's super functional, and it has all the three-gun matches I could find and more. Um, after I started finding some of these matches and adding them, and I was emailing uh, some, some of the different clubs saying, like, hey, I took your match information, I threw it on my website, I stole your logo, and I put it on there, too, for your match. Let me know if that's okay. And a bunch of them said, yeah, that's like we need that in Canada, and you need to talk to bob over here who's running a monthly three-gun match or jim over in uh calgary so i got uh, i got in touch with a bunch of people that just don't show up when you google this stuff or when you check out cgn and uh, i've got them um, i think i've got them all i think i've got them all if you if you go to threegun.ca and you see a match that that's not on there that you know about uh let me know and i'll uh, I'll, I'll throw it up on on the website so i just uh, and 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 I'm I'm just doing three gun right now, but I may add CQB and some of the other multi gun disciplines uh, as well, yeah. just because again, th- those those places don't have a central location either to to find CQB, kind of things, right? Yeah, C- where do you find that? It's every same. It would be like Hockey New Brunswick or Hockey Canada or Skate Canada or IPSC. CQB is a nationwide thing that's run by one association and has the same rules coast to coast. What's the association? Oh. I'm not a CQB. I shooter, know the DCR, but, the DCRA runs some. Yeah. Um, but I think I don't know if it's national. Uh, sure. You know what? If it is, if it is, no, I won't. You know, I won't put them in. 
Um, but if it isn't like, well, there's no harm in listing anybody's match regardless yeah. of the discipline. Yeah. But it, yeah. 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 Anyways, I've got, uh, months and months of, uh, of three gun shoots for, <laughs> for Canadians. Some people were asking me, so I wrote that article and some people are saying like, what about Ontario? What about BC? What about Quebec? I'm like, ha Quebec, they're never going to have a three gun shoot. They can't even like, you know, go vertical, like <laughs> they have in fact on their, on their matches, but they do, they, they, they run do. them out of, they come uh, shoot mine. Valcartier. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the Valcartier one is uh, right. is is one of the ones that uh, that happens. So you you would think these guys would show up with bare bones equipment because oh how much three gun could they be doing? They came down with top top of the line gear and top of the line not just guns like they're set up with speed loaders for their shotguns and mm-hmm. yeah they don't let the only going sideways uh, stop them from yeah shooting and getting set up. No, definitely. And it just, you know, it it, uh, it showed some big pockets. Uh, so I didn't know this, but apparently Alberta has like a bunch of three gun. We've got a really active club uh, up north in the uh, Mighty Peace. We've got uh, the Chaz Club here that shoots at least monthly. And then there's uh, some clubs out of Calgary. That, well, then, uh, that You know what I'd like to see then? That mm-hmm. could be the birthplace of proper three gun in Canada. Again, there's a lots of three gun, but my pet peeve is because I like I like standardization and i like things consistent uh there there could be lots of three gun in alberta but it's all outlaw three gun and different clubs running different rule sets with the ro's trained to different calibers or not trained at all the guy with the box calling himself the ro it would be cool i think just my opinion if the three gun shooters in alberta all got on the same page and all ran the same rules at every club and formed an association with a rule book or just started doing USBSA multi-gun, something that was standardized. You don't have to you don't have to create a new version of three gun. There's already three gun nation. There's already USPSA multi-gun. Ipsic has a kind of a three gun thing. They have rules for shotgun, rifle, and pistol. Um, and then no matter where you went in the province, you knew what category you would be in. You'd know the officials knew the rules. You knew you'd know that the stages were gonna be the same like one three gun could be that stuff that i don't enjoy where you got to flip this wheel you got to flip this tire tractor this tractor tire 14 times before you get to the barrel then you can pick up your gun and shoot right like i don't go for matches like that that's i mean they're fun they are what they are but it's not the kind of match i like to shoot i like the emphasis to be on the shooting not the endurance and crawling on a rope and stuff like that yeah. So there's there's some there's some three gun matches and, and and just some shooting matches in general that are more like CrossFit than they are uh, mm-hmm. a shooting match. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean the, the one of the things I, I wouldn't mind doing is uh, um, is you know hooking up with those with those guys from uh, from Grand Prairie and Calgary and and seeing if we couldn't do like a provincial shoot and then maybe yeah let's let's start getting some standardized rule sets whether that be three gun nation or uh, USPSA or but I don't know. Yeah, it, it wouldn't. It wouldn't even matter which one. But everybody yeah. using the same rule set would help big time with the equipment because, oh, you've got a comp, you're an open. Oh, you don't have a comp, but you have a scope, or you have a scope and no comp, or you've got iron sights mm-hmm. and a neotech, or you've got a bird cage, so you're not an open, but you got a scope. You know, it just you go from. I went through this with archery, where you would show up to one tournament at one uh, town on one weekend and they put you in one category and you take the same bow and the same arrows and not change anything. And the next weekend you're in a different category. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it was just inconsistency across the board and it just drove people I, nuts. I can't right? see people. No, I think it drove you nuts. 
<laughs> I'm not the only one. <laughs> you know, it's, there are it's, dozens um, of you, literally dozens of you. From, from listening to the Three Gun Show, like sh- uh, matches having different rules sounds pretty common. Because one of the things that Dave talks about is uh, when he goes to a larger match, is downloading the rule set for that match yeah. just to see like what's different here and there, kind of a thing. So it may be somewhat normal right now for the rule sets to be different. Right or wrongfully. I, I, I agree, though, that if you want to get better uh, uh, uptick on uh, on people joining in on the sport, they would need to have uh, standardized rule sets. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah, it definitely helps newbies, too, right? Yeah, yeah. Anyways, that's uh, that's the threegun.ca. What else did I do? And then, So that was Saturday. And then uh, Sunday, I went and uh, shot some clays. Uh, I signed up for the Prairie Fire Multi-Gun in Saskatoon. This is a larger match. Uh, run out of Saskatoon. They've got a really, uh, I hear, a really cool uh, range facility out there, so I'm excited for that. Uh, This weekend here, I'm going snow goose hunting. Uh, Snow geese are destroying the Arctic, and uh, so therefore you can hunt them on the way up. And uh, there's uh, very large bag limits. Like on the way up, like when you go to the Arctic, you can hunt them on your way? (laughs) Well, kind of, yeah. Yeah. So it's a it's a spring hunt uh, as they as they go up. They're trying to reduce their impact on the Arctic because they're they're doing quite a bit of uh, damage up there. Uh, so there's a, there's a very liberal uh, bag limit to uh, to how many of these snow geese you can take. Um, uh, since I was since I'm going snow goose hunting, I asked Cabello's pretty pleased to give me some decoys, and they're going to give me some decoys. So nice. I'll, uh, That's yeah, awesome. I'll, I'll do a review on those and. Uh, so if if I shoot a bunch of snow geese, I guess they worked. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll, we'll we'll talk about this later. But uh, YouTube's revenue is kind of going down, and and um, it may be because they're they're uh, losing some advertisers. But I th- I saw mine go to a third, and I look at it as like, yeah, I don't really need this money. It's just kind of fun and nice. But maybe I'll just uh, maybe I'll just turn the channel ad free and. Uh, and then just let people just watch videos. I don't know. I guess that's, that's, Something that's like that. one approach. I I decided to launch a Patreon channel. Oh, that would be the other option. That'd be the other option. Anyways, you can. So yeah, yeah I haven't so. decided if I'm going to make my YouTube ad free and just do Patreon, or just leave them both on because I don't know how intrusive the ads really are. But that, that's going to be something that when I actually do launch it, it's not launched yet. I'm going to ask uh, ask my viewers what they want me to do. Do they want me to turn off the ads for YouTube and just go Patreon? And if so, uh, you know. Uh, hopefully they'll be able to support me through Patreon too, because you know I, I'd like to do some cool things on my channel too, and more gun-related things too. I know a lot of people uh, see me doing more flying stuff recently, but uh, I want to get back into my gun shooting and uh, yeah. and and video. So yeah, I, I you know I figure Patreon's out there. Hey, why not give it a shot and see where it goes? I uh, as a as a viewer of your channel and enjoy both your um, gun and airplane content, I say both. Leave the ads yeah, and start a Patreon. Yeah. Well, there you go. You're the very first pollster thing. And Kelly's with me. so That's, that's two. That's right 100%. Down. There we go. Now I know what I'm doing. <laughs> there we go. Well, speaking of Kelly. Hi, everyone. Hi. Are you Hi, still Kelly. here? I'm still here. You need to Phew. work on your interrupting. You, yeah. I know. You need like, to channel yeah. the inner McClatchy. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Okay. So, what did I do in Guns That Guns doesn't sound week? promising, Matthew. <laughs> it really doesn't, no. Nope. I'd be yeah. a little offended if I was you. Uh, I'm going to teach her just how it's done. Go ahead, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to enjoy this, aren't I? <laughs> 
Yeah. <clears throat> so Friday night, uh, Tracy Wilson and Kelly Kincaid and myself, we got together and had a CCFR Gunny Girl night. Was that and... like at the range or just like at a bar or a restaurant, just kind of hanging out with the girls? No, we went over to Kelly's place. Was there yes. a pillow fight? Was there a pillow fight? No. The and other there's no So there's two Kellys? Yeah, yeah two Kellys from Kingston. So two Kellys from Kingston. That sounds like that should be a YouTube channel. Or a band. Or, or it's a, a band. band. It's a folk well, it's, band. Two and, it be, and it should be based out of some other place than Kingston, just to kind of the irony, because people love irony these days. Kelly, okay. Wisconsin? <laughs> yes, there you go. What? <laughs> no, look it up. Well, originally Sorry. we were T-Dog and the Kellys. I don't know. That's... <laughs> T-Dog and the Kellys. That's your rap. That's not going anywhere. You realize that. Yeah. That uh, oh, that was, that was out on... That was out on the interweb already so oh, we're good so we got up really early saturday morning and we grabbed our coffees and we went out and had a walk around kelly's uh, area and uh it's beautiful out there we went and climbed the uh the tree stand that she has uh, we looked at where we're going to be holding in a maple seed and uh, we saw deer tracks and it was really really cool it was fun but what we were getting together for was Saturday, we were invited to go to the Faith Goldie uh, Girls and Guns Day. That was at uh, Target uh, Sports in Richmond Hill. So we went there, and we met Faith Goldie. She's she's really nice. Really, really nice. Really pretty. And she's extremely tall. Is she how, tall? I wonder how tall she is in real life. <laughs> Depends well, on the size of your monitor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's tall. She's not taller than you. She looks so, She doesn't look tall. She is taller than me. She's probably about 6'2", uh, 6'3". Six six what? And she was wearing heels, too. Yeah. Cray-cray. So she's, she's extremely tall. Extremely nice. Uh, and, yeah, she, she had about 100 ladies come through. And uh, we were able to shoot some guns. But she did a little introduction. We were divided into groups of, like, 20. And she did a little introduction about, you know, her and her shooting history and also why it's important for ladies to get into guns. So it was really well done. Uh, Target Shoot, uh, Target Sports, they did a um, a great job with putting this on. Uh, they had some ROs out on the shooting range. It was an indoor range, uh, a little on the um, lots of lead side. Uh, so the ventilation wasn't all that great. So I was glad that we didn't spend the whole entire day on the range. But what we did get to shoot was we got to shoot pistol. We got to shoot the Glock 17, and we had two 10-round mags. So we all settled in. Like, we would get tickets, like beer tickets, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we'd give a I ticket. I know what beer tickets are. Yeah. So we'd give a ticket. and. Paul, oh, remind me to tell you guys a story after the show about beer tickets. I'm sorry, but it's good. Okay. It takes? Yeah. All right. So we give them a beer ticket, and then we get to shoot. And I'm okay with – most of the ladies that were there had never fired uh, a firearm at all, whether it be a pistol or a rifle. So I hand them my ticket, and it's a Glock 17, which I own, and I I, uh, I shot – I sh- you yeah, well, No, actually, I didn't because the trigger, they changed – it's not a Glock trigger. It's not the crunchy trigger that I'm used to. So the first magazine, I went, oh, okay. And so the second one, I also had five cups of coffee in an hour. But this, <laughs> Was it this, lighter or heavier, Kelly? It was much lighter. Um, and, oh, the, uh, sorry, the trigger? I thought yeah. you meant, 
yeah, the trigger was much lighter. There was no creep to it. There was, it didn't have, yeah, it was, it was a little odd. Uh, but I also, the second magazine, I, so they wouldn't let us load magazines and they wouldn't let us uh, eject magazines and, or anything. So I think he knew so I knew how to walking. handle a, 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 yes, a walking. Yeah. He wouldn't let me walk for some reason and shoot. I don't know why. Anyways. So I, I shot the first mag and I ejected the magazine without him telling me. And I said, you know, just give me the magazine and I loaded it. And, and then I actually shot a really nice tight group and he goes, okay, you're good. That was excellent. You can shoot. Okay. Next please. <laughs> and because what they were used to is they were used to women who hadn't shot before and didn't know how to stand, didn't know how to hold their pistol or anything like that. So he did actually let me, you know, load the, load the pistol. So that was good. Um, what else? I, so we got a ticket. Can you guys still hear me? Yeah. Okay. All right. I just heard some clicking going on. I thought I dropped the call. So the, the other thing that I, I did was we shot an AR-15 as well. So the ladies got to shoot it and have fun with that. I, I know how to shoot an AR-15. I own one. So what they wanted us to do again was we weren't allowed to adjust the length of pull. We weren't allowed to do anything with it. So I gave them my ticket and I went over and I said, okay, uh, like, can I, and he goes, no, just put it into your, put it into your, your pocket and, and all that. I wanted, I'm a fairly tall and larger lady and there was other ladies that were quite small there. And so they had the stock was all the way in anyways. So he said, no, just put it in your shoulder and, and, and shoot. And I said, all right. So I wasn't going to adjust the length of pull or anything. So I put it in my shoulder and I, you know, shot a dime size group and, you know, one on top of the other. And he goes, okay, you can shoot too. And so I ejected the mag. I said, so hand me another mag. And he goes, uh, no, you only get 10. I went, seriously, really? Uh, I'm like, I want to shoot again. He goes, no, you only get 10. So we went to Richmond Hill and we got to shoot 30 rounds and that was it. But <laughs> it was fun. Um, the ladies that were there, they all had a blast. Like they had amazing time. These were just ladies that hadn't shot before and they all got the, the bite and like they got the bug and there was people that were planning to go get their pal and their our pal. And yeah, it was so much fun. We also chatted with a couple of ladies who were Aaron O'Toole's. Um, they are, I don't know. Uh, they work for, they work for him in uh, his, his office basically. And they came out to see what a gunny girl uh, day was like as well. So we taught, talked to them about, uh, you know, firearms ownership in Canada and yeah, it was a really, really fun time. Uh, what did I do? Sunday I went to the range and I shot, uh, shot my pistol, my, my Glock. And I also shot my, my 1022 and it was so nice one week, one week's difference. Last week we were freezing our butts off and this week I was shooting in a t-shirt. It was amazing. It was like 21 degrees at the range. And that's it. That's what I did in guns. Cool. Yeah. Okay, so upcoming events. Adriel, do you want to tell us about the 7th Annual Canadian Podcasters Charity apparently Shoot? I'm, uh, apparently I'm going to this one. Uh, the 7th Annual yeah. Canadian Podcasters Charity Shoot is on Saturday, July 8th. I guess that means I'll have to fly out on Friday in Guelph. Rod and Gun Club. If I fly into Toronto, is anyone driving from Toronto to Guelph? Hmm. Yeah, well, I can pick you up along the way. Oh, good. Okay. 
Uh, It's hosted by the Canadian Patriot Podcast and the International Liberty or Death Podcast. This year's charity shoot is Many to One. That's manytoone.org. Adriel? Yes? You could go out and be there for Friday and sign up for the Ragnarok Tactical uh, Carbine class that's happening. I don't want to embarrass you guys, but I well, guess it's yeah. fine. We don't mind. Matthew and I are in it. <laughs> so you could come It'll take a Ooh. Yeah, you could come take a class mm. with Matthew and I. Mm. Huh? Mm, maybe. Huh? You know you wanna. <laughs> I could fun. make sure that there's an AR there for you. Kevin, we need to borrow one of your eighteen ARs, please. <laughs> that can happen. Yeah, see? It can happen. Matthew and I are doing it, so you have to do it. Kelly, are you gonna how do much, it? How much is the course? I believe it's uh, 200 bucks. Oh, that's really good. Mm, I don't know. Is it sold out or not? I think it's sold sure. out. Please uh, tell have to me look it's into sold that out. afterwards. <laughs> there was, Matthew, when you, did you go through the um, practice score sign-up thing? No, I didn't do that. Hmm. Yeah, so I should do one that. One of the things cause... that we do have to announce is that it, the registration for it is open for the yes. actual charity shoot. Oh, no way. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So they announced that on... Friday or Monday, sweet that it was open. So go well, to the church get that page. Done. Yeah, I should mm-hmm. get that done. I I got the other tickets for the other thing we're going to, but I didn't do this one yet because I forgot. Maple seed yeah, muffins coming to maple seed. Yee. Cool. All right. Yeah. Look at Adriel rifle class. Yes. So is that the July seventh one? Is that the the? Yes. All right. Yes. All right, Adriel, Matthew. Adriel you? should take it with us. I'm signing up for this course. You do it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor, tell us about your Furlachi course. All right. Um, we have some spots left. It's uh, a two-day class. Their day two is solo. Day one has four spots. It's the Alberta Pistol Course, July 15th. Email myself or Matthew at slamfireradio at gmail.com. And um, there's also a pub night on Thursday night. Uh, where, Adriel, did we pick a spot? I thought we picked a spot. I might do it. So my work's got a, a patio. So I don't know. Like I could like buy a case of beer, or you know, we could have some people bring in some cases of beer, and we could just hang so it on a, a patio. Should be nice. Not, not a pub night, a party at your office. That works for me too. It's a really nice <laughs> patio too. Yeah, like, as, long, as long as we don't totally amazing. destroy it. <laughs> totally, you heard that. The word "total" was used, guys. Yeah. Minor destruction only, folks. Yeah. Anyway, over so the railing, good to go. So location to be, I think a pub is a better idea because of food, unless you're going to cook wings for mm-hmm. us in the parking lot. I got an oven, so we could do some wings and pizza. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, back to the course. So Delivery. day one, day one is basic fundamentals. You will learn things like grip, stance, uh, trigger control, sight picture, etc. And What uh, is a pistol? Well, yeah, That's what is a pistol? Which end the pain comes out of? And uh, there, you'll run a couple of cool drills. There'll be a before and after kind of thing. So, yeah, that's uh, July 15th. Four spots left. Please sign up. Next, I'm going to take the next one, Kelly. It's the cool. second annual Ronnie DeGroote Steel Challenge. That's going to be held at the Rescue Gun Club on June 3rd. That's a Saturday. Uh, registration is at 10 a.m. Cost is 20 bucks. approximately 250 rounds of Happy Time Steel Goodness. It's open to shooters of all calibers. This is an emphasis on fun and not, you know, big serious competition. Yes, everything is a contest, but come out and have fun. Shoot your handgun. You don't need a black badge. You do need a holster and a little bit of safety knowledge and common sense. 
and then a willingness to have fun and make fun of uh, filthy, I guess, really. Um, <laughs> what else can we say about it? That's that's it. It's going to be a. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's just a great day of shooting steel and having a blast. So you might actually see Matthew shoot a snub nose revolver from the hip and knock over a steel plate, which was awesome. So all kinds of cool cool. things uh, taking place that day. So, yeah. Okay. I'm going to take Cap's use of force training. It's $400 plus applicable taxes in the training courses with Dave Young, who is amazing. It's October 14th and 15th. It's going to be in Dalhousie, New Brunswick, and you can go to Cap's – you know, capstraining.com to sign up for it. He also has one that's going on in Grand Prairie as well on June 28th and 29th. It needs to be a minimum of 10 people. Uh, so go to that and sign up for that because he needs to know before April 28th, which is fast approaching as well. So who wants to take the next one? The BTSA is having some young gun shoots contests in Calgary, Alberta at the Sibold Flats range. Uh, the first will be April 22nd. That'll be an Easter Bunny shoot. September 30th, we'll see a tur- turkey shoot. There'll be a pumpkin shoot on October 22nd. And December 31st, there'll be a snowshoe shoot. Contact Nick Louie or set up on, uh, sign up on Facebook at the uh, BTSA Facebook page. Cool. Trevor, Ryan McLeod? Uh, I skipped ahead. Wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. Sorry, we're Ryan McLeod. Yeah, so from Ryan McLeod, the Meaford Long Range Steel Challenge PRS Precision Rifle Shooting match will be running on September 1st to the 3rd at the Canadian Forces Base Meaford. Registration is open May 1st at 10 a.m. Follow us on Facebook for more details and a quickly growing sponsor list. Awesome. Cool. So Matthew right now is busy signing up for this course, so I'm going to talk about it. It's the Ragnarok Tactical is running a carbine operator's pistol, or sorry, carbine operator's course at the Guelph Rod and Gun Club on April the 22nd. The cost of the course is $176, and you can go to RagnarokTactical.ca to sign up for it. And I Adriel, believe, do you wanna... sorry, Kelly, I believe it's 176 plus tax. Plus tax. Okay. Yes, we'll he charges applicable government theft. So. It is. It's a uh, one eighty-five New Brunswick. All right. Well, I don't know. It'll be a little bit, less, a little bit less in other provinces. <laughs> yeah. Yes, because so. New Brunswick. Uh, Adriel, what do you got for three gun matches? Yeah, I got a website that does this for me. Boom. Okay, we've got uh, Northwest Three Gun. That's happening this weekend. Uh, that's uh, an outlaw shoot that's going to happen in Terrace at their uh, the Terrace Rod and Rifle Club. Uh, the next one we have is the Mighty P- Mighty Peace three gun, April twenty second. Uh, that's going to be in Grand Prairie. So I'll just uh, I'll just I, I figure I can do just like two weeks ahead on this kind of thing. Uh, if you wanted cool. to go three, the Valca- Valcartier multi gun is on April 29th at uh, the Valca- Valcartier range, which I guess is a military range of some kind. It is yeah. indeed. In yeah. yeah, yeah. It's near Quebec City. I'm signed right. up. Not for that one. Sweet. For the last one. No, you're not thing. signed up for the, no, not for the April 22nd course. You're not. At least I hope you didn't sign up for the April 22nd course. No, not that one. I signed up for the charity shoot one. Awesome. But I didn't. What? Awesome. But, yeah, but I didn't have to do any practice score thing. I just went to their website and bought it straight on their website. There's no practice score stuff. I don't know what you're I, talking about. Are you sure you signed up to the right one? The yeah. Charity sure. shoot is through practice score. Well, that's yeah. great, but I didn't have to put okay. in any practice score information to sign up for it, so it's paid for. But, okay. You'll probably squad through practice score. It didn't, it didn't redirect you to practice score? Nope. Probably okay. did it wrong then. Kelly and I did it right. Hmm. I haven't we'll signed see. up yet. Shh. He doesn't okay. know. 
Okay. <laughs> Let's go to in the news. Who put in the in the news for Gunnets? I'm assuming that would be Adriel. Do we need outdoors? Uh, yep. Did I read these already, or are these new? These are new? These I are new. Don't know. Yes. Are you sure? <laughs> no, right. no, what, not whatsoever. <laughs> I'm not sure of anything. Uh, Dominion Outdoors is going to be the uh, Canadian Wolf Gun Springs dealer. Um, yes. This is this is more like I, I was really interested in this because I kind of need some new springs for my uh, for my Stoger, and uh, these guys are now carrying them, so uh, so that's kind of neat. Cool. That's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> that's all you gotta say about that. <laughs> What's the um, gun blog one? The gun blog one is well, the gunblog.ca. Gun. Okay. They they wrote an article and directed them to the hunting gear guy. I just thought oh. it was cool. Oh, oh cool. cool, awesome. Yeah, so Adriel's getting a shout out from the uh, the gun blog guy. Okay, I'm going cool. to come out to one of our next uh, three gun matches. Awesome. Yeah. All right, Matthew, you're up. Jason P. Jason P. What? I don't know where I am. Spruce Grove Gun Club. Dear SGGC members, the SGGC Board yeah. of Directors has important news to share with you. As many of you know, the uh, Sherwood Park, uh, what's the, what do they call it? Spruce Grove, sorry. Spruce Grove Gun Club has been sued by Mr. DeGear, local landowner near the range. I actually just talked to someone who's like, oh, yeah, I live near a range, but it got shut down a while ago, so it's quiet now. I'm like, have I got news for you? <laughs> Uh, we are happier to report that the lawsuit is over and we have won. The main points of the victory are DeGear's claim against SGGC is discontinued. Uh, DeGear was not able to provide the uh, prove that a projectile from the uh, shooting range struck his building. He was not able to prove that noise levels emanating from the shooting range constituted a nuisance and that entitled him to compensation. Failed to recover any money, failed to recover any costs, failed to obtain any obje- uh, injunctions. Uh, also launched a suit against Parkland County, which has been settled. The settlement did not include any promise from the county to DeGear that would prevent SGGC from operating. Uh, considering these recent updates, we want all our past, present, and future members and supporters to know that the, the Spruce Grove Gun Club is committed to moving forward to become operational once again as soon as possible. Yeah. Uh, with regard to beginning operations, they're looking for any and all volunteers they can get. They're hoping to have supporters help prepare the site and donate money uh, at time and money for future operations. If you're interested, interested, please contact us at rangemaster at sgg.ca. Uh, the board recognizes that any communications with their membership is the primary responsibility of the board, and the board has committed to posting monthly updates on the website to allow members to see our progress and be aware of any upcoming needs, event changes, or range plans. We hope to see you on the range soon. That was awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it is I really good news. Yeah. yeah. Trevor, do you have uh, any updates about Matter to Arms? I do. Thank you, Kelly. I touched on okay. it briefly during what I did this week in guns, but I meant to include it in the news section. Uh, so it was something that Matter to Arms sent out by email. I received it, and I flipped it over to the show, and it is with regards to the hammerhead break that I talked about. They sent me one that I actually had to uh, thread the barrel for, but if you don't want to thread the barrel on your, on your SKS and you do not want to remove your front sight, then the hammerhead SKS pin-on break is the one you want. It actually it does not require you to remove the front sight. You will, of course, remove the bayonet, mind you, but uh, the it goes over the muzzle and pins on through one of the existing pin locations, and 
works in conjunction with the site. So if you've got an SKS and you want a really cool uh, drop-on part, no gunsmithing required brake for it, check out Matador Arms Hammerhead SKS brake. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Y'all there? Hi, how you doing? Good, how are you? Is John hey. there too? How's it going? This is John. Hey, John. Hello, hey. man. John's really the one I want to talk to because I'm a bit of an amateur videographer myself, and so I really want to get some tips and tricks from him. Because yeah, Greg, you can I, just kind of whatever. You're like the star of the I'll show, you know. Hick- <laughs> Hickok's Hickok's old news. It's all about John now. It's all about yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just a ploy to get John on. Sorry, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> so is it true you guys are really taller in person than you are on camera? How often have you heard that? I wonder. Yeah, that's what everybody asks us. <laughs> no, we're actually the same height on camera. That's out. <laughs> Well done. Well done. <laughs> put the put put the wannabe funny Canadian in his place right out the gate. All right. I'm also going to sit back and just have a beer. <laughs> uh, that might be the most asked question or the most common comment in that meet and greets. Yeah, and, it is. and when we run into people, wow, wow you guys you're tall. Yeah. But you have a good joke for that. I've heard it a thousand times. Yeah, but John, still, that's the only problem with the with what we do, you know, when because there's probably five comments that 95% of the people make when they see us. One of them is that, you know, wow, you guys are taller than you look on the computer. You know, so, of course, I always say, well, what size computer screen do you have? It's kind of funny, you know, because they had thought of that. And they have to think about it a little bit, you know. Of course. But, uh, John gets to hear that, oh, you know, 40 times maybe on some day. But it's still then, funny, right, John? It's Yeah, Not it's really. still funny every time. <laughs> the The next question I imagine you're also asked often, well, I mean, I see it in the comments almost every video, is how far away are your targets? Yeah, that's that's fairly common. That's fairly common, especially how far away is the gong. They're yeah. just really, really big, right? They just look far away. <laughs> right? I mean, they're really, really small is what I meant to say. Yeah, I don't. I don't math yeah. very well. Well, I don't know. We are telling people when they ask that. Well, it depends on where I am. You know. <laughs> yeah, right. If I'm standing next to it, it's rather close, actually. Yeah, it depends well, how far you away from, or you are away from your computer screen. Right? Yeah, I, yeah, I suppose that's the only way to keep yourselves from going crazy is to come up with smart aleck remarks to give back to them. Otherwise, you're just like uh, forty yards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's a little different. We we understand. You know, I taught school for you know quarter of a century or longer, and uh, yeah, yeah I, I'm accustomed to dumb questions. No, they're not dumb questions. I'm accustomed to uh, just you know hearing the same thing over and over. It's and okay. You can call them dumb questions. They just we, don't know it. You know, you got different yeah. people, and yeah. they have no clue that you're the. And that's the thing. You, of course, have to remember. You know, if you have. You know, a lot of people or a few people recognize you. You got to remember that this is the first time they've met us. You know, first time they've seen us, and for whatever reason, they might even be halfway excited about it. You know, so the worst thing that we could ever do is be a smart aleck with you know some one of our viewers. Yeah, we don't do that. We just never do that. We might joke around or something. We do joke around. That's what we do wrong, Trevor. We're that's what it is, Matthew. That's why nobody wants to meet Matthew and I twice. (laughs) (laughs) They meet us once and go, "Yep, that's it. We're good." Yep, don't need to see them again. They're crazy. They're crazy as they sound. That's right. The 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 um, downloads always seem to drop off after we're at an event. I I never could figure out why. Now I know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, Well, you know, one thing we we do have to we we watch and 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 we're we're both John and I. You know, we like to have fun and we you know joke with people all the time and and you know this little piece of celebrity is kind of funny. Because uh, you know, it's we we really enjoy you know the viewership we have and, and everything that's that's going on. It's great, and uh, but but you know, obviously you know we don't let 
that quite get to our heads, and we joke about it. But we have to be careful because some sometimes somebody they they really really are very very glad to meet us, and and I have caught myself a couple of times making light of of somebody's excitement, and I don't mean that in any critical way. You know, I I just. You know, I just we just don't take ourselves too seriously, and it's just kind of all coincidence. That well, this I even think happened. I think that's why your channel got as popular as it did, is because you don't really take yourself so seriously. You you yeah. just who you are on camera, and and when you're when you're met in real life, people are like, oh, well, you're kind of the same. And and I you know I just I think people really like that that personal touch that you kind of convey through the camera lens, even though you know you may be thousands of miles away. I don't know. They're probably disappointed. Oh, these guys are they're just dumb as they seem on TV. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's funny is like a lot of the things that people say that they uh, like about the way we do our channel, it, it really just comes from incompetence. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Honestly. It really does originally. I think yeah. I may have talked about Well, that it was before. basically like incompetence that we decided to stick to because people said they liked it. That's right. We didn't know how to edit video when we first started. <laughs> so you so, just had hey, to keep all the outtakes in because back. you didn't know how to cut them out. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> awesome well that was a great interview guys thanks for coming on <laughs> well maybe we should just tell the listeners who we have on so i think i'm just going to keep uh, that all in because that was actually an interview material so you're you're Perfect. cutting in listeners halfway through the interview we've got um hickok 45 and really the more famous person uh, john the cameraman right 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 on the show tonight smart. Yeah. <laughs> i'm the one so, that you know buys all the ferraris and gets all the girls you know that's right. nice well i mean somebody's got to right yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, he, Hickok just gets to shoot all the guns. Yeah. He doesn't he even asked. know do it. Huh? What's that? <laughs> well, now we're cutting each other off because the interview yeah. started. Well, you get used to him, John. Don't worry. He does that to everybody. Um, since he can't get it together, <laughs> I'll, I'll ask you a question. Are you still running your channel as well, John? Yeah, the Hickok 45 and Son channel. Yeah, right. I still do some stuff over there. Uh, awesome. I, You know, I, I uh, you know, there's no, like, Real big plan over there. I just kind of do stuff that seems interesting. Yeah, you know, I've, I've uh, recently got into uh, Battlefield One, that game, and uh, yeah. you know, I've been doing a little bit with that over there and some different things. I like to make the connection between guns and video games, even though I'm not really that big of a gamer per se. You know, I played them. Uh, you know, I was I had like an N64, I think was my first system, mm-hmm. and I uh, played Goldeneye and all that kind of stuff. And I grew up with guns, so video games didn't get me into guns, but I totally understand how it does get a lot of people in the gut so i like to try to you know respect that and acknowledge it okay yeah. so so this begs the question which video game is the worst when it comes to portraying guns accurately uh i mean i'm probably a bad person to ask ask that because i haven't played a lot of oh. video games recently like like battlefield one really sort of sprung me back into video games um but I mean, if you want to go back far enough, I'll say Goldeneye definitely portrayed him pretty horrifically. But <laughs> yeah. Game. I mean, yeah, yeah, it was, but it was old. awesome. I mean, you know, you could expect a lot. They called yeah. the AK-47 like the was the uh, the. Oh, I think it was a VZ-58 actually. The, they call it the KF-7 or something. You know, they like changed the names and everything. Probably There's, marketing rights or copyright or something, maybe. Yeah, probably. What an obscure piece of trivia right now, uh, right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what we, we're known for, really, is obscure trivia, right? No, just obscurity. Um, That's basically it. <laughs> yeah, we we really we really hit the ground running. But so let's take it back to okay, Hickok forty five and Son Big John are on. Um, for anyone out there in podcast listening land who may be under a rock, the reason why we asked you on is Hickok. You've got you've had one of the biggest gun channels in the YouTube firearms community now for almost a decade. 
you must be getting close to a decade by now. How long has it been? Uh, I guess it's been close to a decade, yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Now, now we weren't uh, the biggest. I don't know. Yeah, who's the biggest? Is kind who's of that one of the biggest? Term. Yeah, one of the biggest. But uh, at the very beginning, obviously, uh, there was nothing fancy, and there were we were not the biggest, you know. And uh, this mm-hmm. it, it grew slowly, and then it kind of took off after a couple, three years, I guess. Well, I, I've heard the story, and I'm sure some of our listeners and my co-hosts have probably heard the story as well. But why not? Let's go right back to that video you did for your history class and how you had no intentions of starting a YouTube channel. And tell the listeners how it all kind of just all of a sudden took off by accident, more or less. Okay. It was uh, it was actually my English class, but uh, we were studying the novel Shane. So I was in a great situation uh, my last 10, 15 years teaching because I I uh, was able to acquire uh, within the curriculum the ability to teach uh, someone left who had been teaching the novel Shane. If you've ever seen the movie or read the novel, you know, it's obviously it's you know if you're a gun nut, you like westerns, it's great. So it was wonderful to be able to teach that, and uh, and I one of the things I thought I'd do is just do some video here at the at the place. John was away at school. So I had a tripod set up and just got out the Colt single action, a couple of those, I think maybe percussion revolver, a lever gun, double barrel shotgun, some things just to film myself shooting those those things and uh, and then take it to the classroom. It was in a high-tech school, and we had you know, I could put that up on the wall and everything and just me just shooting those guns and talking just like I do now, basically, except I was, I was even worse at it then. And uh, my poor <laughs> students had to belabor the long, drawn-out uh, video. But... They, they kind of liked it because it was real. They knew it was real. I was shooting real bullets. Those were the real guns. And there I was, uh, you know, 10 feet tall on the wall. And and uh, it was up close, you know. And uh, so I did that, put it on DVD. And I sent it to John just to show him uh, while he was away at school. And uh, he had been searching around YouTube looking for something interesting. He missed being on the gun range, you know, and everything. And, and uh, he said, you know, Dad, there's, gosh, there's not much good stuff on the Internet at all. YouTube. You know, YouTube, yeah. excuse me. Yeah, YouTube. What, I didn't even know what YouTube was hardly at the time. But, and, uh, you know, so you ought to put that up or do some, something like that and put it on YouTube. And Well, at the time, you know, I, uh, like that said, I got into gun videos on YouTube. This would have been around 2008, maybe early 2008, something like that. And uh, there really was not much on there. And, you know, I had not discovered nothing fancy until like the summer of 2009 after we already got going. So I didn't even see that, and he was like the only one that was doing real gun stuff, I think. But most of it was just kind of like you know rednecks in the woods being like, "Hey, this is a gun; it shoots." You know, and that was pretty much <laughs> the feels, extent of it. It feels and, and good I, in the hand. Yeah, yeah exactly. Forty-four Magnum. And, and they didn't. And one of the things I noticed right off is they didn't show the gun firing and the target at the same time. It was always just like either a side profile of someone shooting, or it was just the target. And um, and you know, and I had those. Uh, on a CD, you know that that really dates it too. Yeah. Uh, like you mailed it to me on a CD. No, it was like a CD. CD. That's right. And uh, Excel. Yeah, and so I watched those videos, and I was just like, "Oh man, this is like way better." Like, just and this whole, is just my dumb old dad. Yeah, this is like you know, not even the same ballpark of the junk that's on there right now. So, you know, we've always been close, so we were talking on the phone almost every day. It seemed like during that time. And it just sort of came up in conversation. I remember thinking, "Oh man, you got to you know put some of that on YouTube." And I'd be like, "Oh yeah, yeah." And you know, we just talked about it a lot. And then he and he did some videos. I call them the yellow shirt videos. Uh, I was still in school at the time, 
the very first videos, he's wearing that yellow shirt, and then uh, <laughs> motorscots, whatever, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and, I, and I remember the first, my first reaction when I, when I talked to him on the phone after watching them, was I still remember this today. I said, "Yeah, yeah, those are pretty good." Uh, you know, I think you probably talked a little bit too much in those, but uh, but I think you know that's I think that's pretty good. That's a lot better than anything I've seen. You know, kind of kind of thing like that. And of course. You know, if you go back and watch him, he said like five words, but well, yeah. <laughs> relative to now, you know. So, but, yeah, those were done just with a tripod and a little pocket uh, Canon Elf camera, you know, size of a cigarette pack, you know. And uh, and then it, it kind of went from there. John yeah. did us home, and I think we got out a little bit better yeah. camera. Well, the, the first filmed a couple of them. The very first video that I was actually um, there for was the Glock 19, the very first Glock 19 video. I was home for that one. I was still in college, but I was home for that one. And I actually pushed the button to record that video. And then it wasn't until uh, like May of 2009, something, or eight, yeah, May of 2009 when I moved home from college. And then, then we started you know, working together on it and everything. Yeah, so uh, that, that's kind of how it was. And we, uh, as I've said before, we had no clue that it was going to be anything, and we had no clue there was any possibility of making money doing it. It was just, uh, I've been shooting all my life. I would, you know, I provide some information here, have some fun, and show people some things about some of the firearms I have, and maybe uh, learn a little bit from it. And uh, I wasn't trying to really to, to impress anybody, you know, <laughs> to tell you the truth. And obviously, you can tell by looking at them, right? <laughs> and, uh, well, I and wouldn't then, say uh, that, but, you know. Your, yeah, I think it was later that spring or summer, we got a message from YouTube. We to know if we want to be partners. Back then, you had to be invited to be a partner before you could share in the ad revenue and that kind of thing. And we weren't even sure we wanted to do that uh, and know what that would entail exactly. And thought, well, well, let's go ahead and do it. It'd be kind of interesting if we got a $5 bill and we could you know, buy a little ammo with it. You know, we're professionals. Yeah. If we made five bucks or something. <laughs> so... so it went from there, and it just grew uh, slowly, but just continuously. I, I'm glad you brought up YouTube and, and AdSense accounts and whatnot. The same YouTube that once upon a time asked you if you want to be a partner, they went to you. <laughs> you didn't go to them. Yeah. Is now is now turned the anti-gun leaf, and is what are they doing exactly to make sure you guys your video? They're removing the tags. What's happening? I, there's all kinds well, of rumors on the internet. Yeah, well, a lot of it is rumor. John can speak to it too. It's 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 across the board on YouTube. It's not just the firearms uh, videos, and you know they're the big flap they had with advertisers. Uh, you know, a lot of large advertisers pulled out of YouTube. And that, that's and was, the biggest problem right, right. there. And it it's was affecting everybody. It was yeah. created by the old media. Wall Street Journal uh, mm-hmm. did an article about it. They, they took a couple of uh, screenshots of some ads from, I can't remember which company, some, some big company. Maybe I think maybe Verizon uh, that was showing Starbucks and, and uh, Verizon yeah, something like and that. a couple of those big premium brands there. Yeah, right. But they had some screenshots of uh, ads showing in front of this like you know racist video, this ISIS video, or something like that, and uh, scared the bejesus out of a bunch of companies, and they all you know jumped ship basically. So in a way, it was kind of a manufactured problem by uh, the mainstream media. Well, wait, wait, wait. The mainstream media doesn't want alternative media? That doesn't make sense. I I know. Surprise. surprise. (laughs) Mainstream media attacked social media? I find that incredibly hard to believe. Yeah, well, I heard it on the Wall Street Journal that they would never do that, so it must be true. Yeah. Yeah. 
So that's Big a lot. News. Nothing's really changed. Uh, it's except they lost those advertisers, and uh, and now well, they're I, back and they're refiguring, reconfiguring algorithms and yeah. what should be restricted, what shouldn't be, and that kind of thing. And there's not a lot of evidence right now that they're singling out uh, like gun channels. Like like there's been a lot of talk about demonetization, mm-hmm. but most of the people we know that do this, they might have had a video or two demonetized, but. But it's really not. That's not the issue. All of our videos are still monetized, and, and I think most of of the people doing right. videos. But it's just that there's not many ads running. Yeah, I yeah, the, I don't uh, have the revenue very... is definitely gone down. I think, Sorry, uh, say that again, Adriel. I cut you off. The the revenue's definitely gone down. Uh, I've seen uh, I've seen mine, and I I don't I don't have nearly the traffic you guys do, but. I've seen the revenue per thousand views uh, go to about a third of what they were before. So that was yeah, that's definitely exactly the number I've got too. I'm about a third of what I used to be. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of the number we're hearing. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of what we're seeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's too bad, really. But uh, I mean, I guess for for people like Adriel and I, we don't really count on that a whole lot. I mean, I made a made a whopping fifty bucks a month last month. You know, kind of thing. Like it's not it's not paying my bills. It's literally just living ammo. on that. What's that? You weren't living on that, right? No, so it's not really a big deal for me. But for somebody, you know, who has millions of subscribers and millions of views, and 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 just, you know, maybe maybe somebody's living on it, maybe they're not. Doesn't matter. But the fact is, I mean, a, a, a revenue source like that drying up just for political correctness, just that that sort of drives me nuts. Yeah, yeah, it's a big big shift for a lot of people, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I, we're looking at it optimistically. I, I kind of have a feeling it's it's going to get better though. Um, I think some of this is going to be ironed out to some extent with YouTube and the advertisers. Because it's hurting everybody and it's hurting them too. So. Yeah. Well, it really is. And and why would an advertiser want to sign on with YouTube if they know that their ads aren't going to be as widely distributed as they once were? So yeah. I mean, it, it would hurt YouTube as well because they're I mean they're losing advertisers. Yeah, it'll be cool if if they allowed uh, uh, more gun manufacturers to advertise on the platform because that uh, that would solve the problem. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, we you know, I don't I don't necessarily think a Starbucks uh, ad is is super relevant for a uh, for a gun video, but boy, would it be nice to have uh, uh, like a, an NRA message or, or yeah, a you, cult message or or something that's that's like relevant to that uh, that kind of video, right? Yeah, you go to Hickok's channel and you see a a, a banner across the bottom for federal ammunition. That's, yeah, that's, cool. that's that's what relevant. Should be happening. Yeah, and I don't yeah. see why federal wouldn't want to do that. But I, as I understand it, I don't think YouTube wants firearm manufacturers advertising, do they? Uh, not really. You'll you'll see. Uh, someone today was saying they had seen federal ads yeah. here and there, and, and actually you do see NRA ads. Oh, yeah. very cool. Yeah, but not yeah. firearms yeah, companies. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's more relevant. I mean, that's I, I think the the whole the whole beauty about YouTube is we get to like you could never do a TV channel with just gun reviews, but you can do a YouTube channel with just gun reviews, and that's something that people want to see. Uh, it's just a matter of matching that up with uh, with some advertisers out there that want to get access to people who want to watch that kind of video, and we should be good to go, right? Uh, yeah, on demand, uh, you know, just totally changed the content. Absolutely, yeah. exactly. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know the last time I watched a TV show live. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Yeah. Everything's yeah. PVR'd, and I watch it later, or I'm just watching it on the computer, and I pull it up uh, when I'm ready for it. You know, yeah, streaming right. site or something. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and but uh, um, just uh, just maybe beyond YouTube, how do you, how do you guys keep up with the volume of, uh, of videos that you guys shoot? Well, uh, we the way we do them, uh, the videos 
we do two or three a week. Just depends. Sometimes we may do four or five, but we post two or three, three usually per week. Uh, and I, we don't have a big problem actually producing now that we're, you know, we're doing this full time. You get three videos a week. It's, there's a lot of other stuff involved, of course, getting guns, shipping guns, and preparing just lots of things uh, associated with, with what we do. Uh, but I, we, as long as the weather cooperates, uh, we don't have a big problem with that. Unless we're traveling or it's in January and it's you know, like a really bad January. Yeah, it must get really cold there in January, eh? Uh, sometimes. But, no, wild this year. Remember, we're up in Canada, so uh, yeah. I don't think you get to complain a whole lot about how cold it gets in January. Not in this crowd. Winter too. We, we didn't have any trouble this year. We can complain about humidity, though. Oh, boy. Yes, you can. Yes, yep, you can. We see that come through in the video clear as day. Yep. Yeah, That's so, why we talk slow down here in the south. We don't have, you know, we got right, it's hot too hot. We can't, we can't talk fast. <laughs> Too hot. <laughs> Too hot to talk fast. We have to talk fast to stay warm. So, so question um, for Hickok. Uh, I know there are certain things that you, you, you've you come out in the channel and you said, you know, there are certain things I'm not going to answer, even though they keep coming up in the, uh, in the um, comments. So I'm not going to ask you how many firearms you personally own, but I will throw this one at you. Have you done a review on all of the firearms currently in your collection, or are there still some gems tucked away that the viewers haven't seen yet? Well, there's there's only uh, I think we have maybe three or four, and those those I think belong to John. He's still not taken away from the house up in a, a safe upstairs. There's two or three uh, that we've not dug into yet, but they're they're not any kind of spectacular firearms or anything. There's a single barrel. Shotgun, uh, bolt action shotgun. I don't know. Yeah, it's like a, like it's like a bolt action 410 or something. Bolt action shotguns are cool. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of unique. We got to. I, I can't find the key to that safe. I, we got to get those oh. out. I forget what they are. Even. It's like a fifty dollar Walmart safe. Yeah, so we can bust it open. What they call it? It's made out of sheet metal. But yeah, the, uh, but, uh, but we got a couple like that. But back uh, on. Beyond that, there's there's no big secret treasures that we've not revealed. Other than a few I've picked up lately, we've uh, we've been a little bit of a holding pattern for a couple months. We have several videos built up because we're always preparing for a harsh winter, whether it comes or not, and uh, and we have some other things we wanted to kind of wait uh, some some new support from the NRA, some different things. So we were kind of running through some of our older videos and uh but meanwhile the last month or two i've actually picked up a couple of firearms john has two so we've got some pretty interesting things we're gonna be bringing out got a six eight uh you know a car you're familiar with a six eight what spc i've never had an ar in that before and uh that's kind of neat and uh, we got some shockwave shotguns from mossberg if you're familiar with that new shotgun that's uh, what a 14-inch barrel, John. Right. Yeah, it's a non-NFA, so it's legal to buy just like uh, any other Mossberg or any other shotgun, and it's got a 14-inch barrel with a Wait, pistol I, grip. I thought 16 was the minimum, or is that rifles? Uh, no. A shotgun, it's 18. A rifle, it's 16. But th this one, it falls under the. A, a uh, different any other guns. weapon? Yeah, they found like a really cool uh, loophole in the American laws where the gun is something about. The classification of a shotgun has to do with it having a shoulder stock on it or, or something like that. It's, so it's not actually considered an any other weapon. It's called an other. Yeah. It's, it's not even called a weapon. It's just an other or yeah, something like that. It's, it's weird, really weird. Yeah. It's very strange. Yeah, you can't good, take the good stock off. Yeah. Right. Now, like, like normally, I could go buy an 18-inch you know, Mossberg today, 
put any kind of stock on it I want, pistol grip, whatever, full length stock and all that sort of thing. But this one, it's it's it, you got to leave it like it is. It it's uh, it's got a uh, it, well, it's not really a pistol grip. What's it called? It's uh, it's pistol grip, yeah. Well, it's a pistol of, grip, it's but like with a full length stock, right? It's not your ninety degree uh, grip, you know. And uh, but you can't mess with it. You can't take it off. You can't take even a half an inch off of it because it just does meet the required length and all that. But it's pretty cool because I have thought about one of those for years. I just didn't want to go through the trouble and the paperwork to get a kind of a sawed-off pump shotgun. And uh, and lo and behold, here they come from Mossberg, and anybody can buy them in this country. And uh, John and I both have them, and uh, we're going to do a review on those here next week probably. Is there uh, a lot of Harleys in your neighborhood, or is that the only yeah, one? Yeah, you hear that one? Yeah, he's just <laughs> We're sitting on the front porch here. <laughs> awesome. We nice. got the range set up, as I was telling Matthew earlier, uh, to, to do a video here when we finish. Uh, the lighting will be just about perfect about that time. All the so, motorcycles will be out. So, so can, you, can you give the listeners a bit of a teaser as to what this video might be when it comes out? Well, it's kind of a, a laser gun that nobody knows about yet. The military brought it by. No, it's a... Uh, <laughs> I was hoping you were just going to keep going with that. That would have been a yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> it's a 40-watt plasma rifle. It's a Moab uh, laser. Uh, actually, let's see. I don't, when do you all post these? Like this will the be up day? tonight. Oh, tonight. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say they might already have seen the video by then, but that, that wouldn't happen. Uh, we're going to do a, a Bond Arms. We've got the, the, the Texan, it's called, the longer barrel Derringer. Are you all familiar with the Bond Arms Derringer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the Snake Slayer, et cetera. I, I have a kind of a love-hate. I, I like the little things in a way, but they're, they're also like, what am I going to do with this? Am I going to carry this? You know? Yeah, but they're fun to play that. with, aren't they? Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's some, you know, if, you're a, if you're a real gun person, uh, trying to be be complete there you know i'll say gun guy but if you're a real gun person uh you know you. there's just guns like that and i could name probably 20 of them that they're just neat you know even though you have no purpose for it and uh it, you might even could not have a hard time criticizing the thing but the, the things are made well and they're they're just nifty little guns but i can think of about 10 other firearms that size that I would rather carry you know yeah, whether right. it's for snakes or bad guys or whatever you know i'm still I'm still waiting for the 12 gauge version, though. Yeah. Oh, right. oh man. Oh, oh yeah. Well, it, when you do, I want to see video for sure. <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll hold the camera for that one. Yeah. Okay. Maybe yeah. 28 gauge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is 28 gauge popular up your way? No. Not no, we anymore. We basically got 12, 20, and 410 are the most popular ones up here. Yeah, I hear too. I, the 28 is a nifty little shell. I always think I, I want something in that. I don't know why. Whenever I see this shell, I think, that is so neat. Yeah. Maybe a judge, you know, or a, a, a Smith & Wesson governor. Well, it's a, nice, it's a nice happy medium between the 410 and the 20. And if the 410 yeah. really is a little anemic, and the 20 is really only not much less than a 12. So 28 exactly. slides right in there perfectly. I wish it was more popular. I, I agree. I, I think like a, a little what they call that Mossberg Crusader, the little you know short pistol, yeah, yeah. Shot, different things like that. Mm-hmm. I, that would be uh, that'd be a neat little home defense you know shotgun and in, in a in a twenty. Yeah, I mean you're not gonna go out. The ammo's expensive. You're not gonna go shoot you know five hundred rounds of that. But it doesn't matter if it's for a specific purpose, even if the ammo's more expensive. So they got like a, a, a magazine fed semi automatic shotgun that fires that round or something. Yeah, yeah, oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, because it's small yeah. enough, you could. Uh... You can that, make that would work. make for it almost yeah, be a double stack for, magazine. Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah. 
the, you know, make for good capacity. Done more with that because in a way it's kind of like the forty. I, you know, a lot of people you can argue either way on the forty. Is that really needed or anything? But it really did fit that 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 niche, that space in between there for a lot of people. And it seems maybe the twenty eight gauge would sort of do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, they, they made a revol like if uh, Taurus made a revolver, they could call it the Supreme Court. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. yeah, gun companies are getting pretty crazy with their names these days, aren't they? Like the Saint Creed. Well, know. it's they're like the uh, is it Tar the other the, the judge? They and they have like several different versions of it that are all like court related. I think. Yeah. There you go. There's one of our. Uh, there he goes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, next question about some of the support that you guys get over the years. I mean, obviously, Bud's Gun Shop has become a household name among gunnies who follow your channel. Before you came along, I guarantee you no one in Canada had ever heard of Bud's Gun Shop. Um, <laughs> and you get support from federal and, uh, I mean, there's no question, you sell guns. I got an FN, FNS9 here in my hand. That's your fault. I had to... <laughs> I had two Sig P320s. That's your fault. Um, my model Smith and Wesson 29-2. I watched every 29 video you had, including the ones with the birthday cakes, until I got mine. <laughs> oh, yeah. So the the point is, you're responsible for a lot of gun sales. And what kind of acknowledgement have you been getting from the industry? And who's stepped up to to support the channel? Well. From the gun we, industry, we don't really we don't get really, much from the yeah. gun industry because we won't, you know, we won't accept any uh, help from gun manufacturers. You know, we we want to remain independent. Uh, we don't review Excellent. gun shops, you know, or or uh, two uh, colleges. We don't review ammo really. So we can accept, uh, you know, help from from those companies, and we're we're going to be getting some help from the NRA too. So anything we don't review, uh, if we can work it in, it makes sense. Then we can we can get some help from and. But we can just get help from a handful of people. We don't, you know, we're not going to, we don't want our videos to look like a NASCAR, you know, event commercial with everything. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and we so, appreciate that. So, yeah, so you have to start it. putting logos on your shirt there. There yeah. you go, you know, the Home Depot gong, you know. <laughs> well, I told you we needed some race cars on the range. But. Yeah, there's, probably, there's all kinds of things we could do. But we want to we avoid that, you know, even if there is money to be made. So, so yeah, just a handful of, uh, of uh, supporters. And uh, and ones that make sense, and and you know, in an attempt to not clutter up the channel and videos with with too much of that. But again, uh, and you know, most people uh, don't have a problem with that at all. Uh, we have a large viewership, and we're would be a little silly not to take advantage of some of that. But we don't want to do it with uh, gun companies. You know, we've had some offers, but uh, it just wouldn't make sense. I, I don't know how we'd review a, a Ruger. If you know if Ruger was paying us and buying ads or something, you know. Yeah, yeah. it's hard yeah. to say anything negative whenever the the product you're yeah. reviewing, mm-hmm. you know, is sponsoring you. It's like, well, this is a Ruger. It's terrible, but thanks for Ruger to. Uh... <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I, I I guess I guess what I what I meant and I didn't phrase it correctly was support from the industry, as in. Gun manufacturers are they sending you guns to review on occasion? I'm not saying they're they're backing the channel with financial support oh, okay. or direct sponsorship, but you are getting. I mean, every time someone sends you a gun to review, it's good for the channel because it's material, it's content, right. right? And then you get the viewers and the adsense and stuff. So, so that's kind of where I was going with that. So, what you know, what gun manufacturers have stepped up and said, "Hey, do you want to review our product?" Well, all of them basically. Yeah, we have nice. no, no problems at all getting anything we want from manufacturers. 
uh, and, and again, it's it's to our advantage and everybody's advantage that we released right now. We don't have to go to them. We can get virtually anything from from buds. And occasionally, we we will get something from a manufacturer, but it's it's rare. We used to do more of it through T and E guns, mm-hmm. and just send them back and everything. But uh, we haven't had to do much of that, and that's the beauty of the relationship with buds. Is you know they send us one, we borrow it from them basically, then they auction it off the. Well, whenever we post a video the next week or three weeks later, whatever. And uh, and it must go for three times the amount because Hickok nah, touched it, right? I haven't really checked that. I don't know how they're going lately, but they, they typically will sell for uh, retail or above. And nice. uh, sometimes they go for a lot more. But, That's you know, good. So they're getting money back and, and everything, getting people over to the e-gunner auction site, which uh, you know helps promote that for them. And and uh, 10% goes to the Second Harvest Food Bank here in Middle Tennessee. So it's just a win-win situation. I think Very they nice. lost money on that Dueler Prismatic, though. Oh, the, yeah. the double 1911? <laughs> oh, that thing. Yeah, you all need Oh, that's very cool. And, and no. you, you probably have to, uh, yeah, you have less uh, expectations to set, right? You just have to set it with buds. You guys know the deal, and it's just a lot easier just dealing with fewer people, right? Oh, yeah, it is. And then plus, you know, even with the T&E gun, which we used to get them from Glock and different companies. You can get them from any, anybody we want virtually. Um and I mean, they, they hit us all the time. I get emails. Hey, we got this coming out. You want to review it? It could be a small company, a large company, or whatever. And say, yeah, we might, we might do that. We'll probably get that from Buds because we would rather get it from Buds. We do one of theirs, uh, I don't know, about every week or so. And uh, it's just making the request, and you know, here it comes in the mail and ship it back. It's just a great, a great system. Uh, it just works very, very well. And what I was going to say is, with T and E guns, yeah. We're sending them back and everything, but but you still I don't know, you feel a little bit obligated. Uh, you're like we were always honest on any gun we got, of course. But then again, by the same token, if we got say a couple of different pistols from Walther, and well, yeah, one of them we just didn't really like, and we weren't very complimentary on it, you know, and then another one maybe it malfunctioned a bunch in the video, and maybe they don't want to send us any more guns. And so mm-hmm. that's always in that's you can't help but have that in the back of your head. So it's it's uh, you know it's it's better that we don't go to them if we can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That made any sense? Yeah. yeah absolutely. We yep. try not to make too much sense. <laughs> well, <laughs> then you fit right in. Yeah, yes. we normally achieve that goal. <laughs> yeah, this is the podcast for you. So, so so just to uh, annoy all of your all of the Canadians uh, right now, what's the temperature? Uh, like 70, right? Well, we look on my phone here. I've got one of these high-tech <laughs> smartphones, and right now it says the temperature is, wow, 82. Oh, is it? 82. I think that's exaggerated. It, it feels like about 70, like John says. But Yeah, but we're sitting in the shade, and the breeze is coming by. That's It'll Fahrenheit, though, right? Video. It's perfect for video. Of course. It's <laughs> just a nice evening. You know, one of, one of my favorite TV shows is Canadian. Oh, sorry. Trailer, that? trailer Park Boys. Yep, he knew what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it's it's 42 here right now. So 42. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah that, I'm wearing that's, shorts. Man. That's because oh, we're used to 42 being warm. Because we're right. used to uh, we're used to minus 20. Polar bears. And, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, well, if I could tough. if I could ask uh, one last question of you guys uh, yeah. uh, for both of you, what would if you could own just one gun, what would it be? Uh, go ahead, John. Go ahead, Thompson. <laughs> I'm going to predict uh, Hickox. Uh, uh, go a, 
So just one gun that I've got to do it all with. Um, it's really tough, but you know I'm gonna have to go with the Glock 21. Hmm. Probably, I, you know, I, I feel like I shoot it better than a, than a lot of other handguns. Um, you know, it's a 45 ACP. Like, like I, yeah. if I can only have one gun, I'm definitely going with a handgun over a rifle, uh, just because there are certain things you just can't do with a rifle. You know, and hmm. uh, but you can do almost you can do anything. Maybe not well, but you can do about anything with a handgun. So I'm gonna go with a handgun. It's gonna have to be the Glock 21. Cool. All right. Wow. Trevor, uh, you, you, let's hear your prediction for uh, for Hickok. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll be I'll, okay, or I could go, or I could just let him go, and then I'll be straight up honest and say, <laughs> No, we don't trust you. No? Yeah, that's what All I right. was gonna say. Yeah, no, I was gonna <laughs> say that for sure. Glock, Glock nineteen for Hickok. <laughs> well, you know the the problem with a question like that is that it's hard to, and, and people ask me all the time. Of course, what's so my favorite handgun or my favorite rifle? Favorite. And it really has to fall under categories. Um, if you're talking about some kind of apocalyptic situation where you really could just have one firearm, period, yeah, I'd probably kind of agree with John. It'd be some uh, really uh, a handgun like a Glock that would be powerful enough for, for hunting or anything you need to do with it, small enough to still pack, conceal, uh, shootable, reliable, and all that okay, kind of thing. Like I, maybe I, a Glock I 20 or a Glock 23. Glock 23. Say, it changed my answer. Uh, maybe. I've kind of gotten over the 40 thing. I, I really am. A, I, I haven't really done a video. We're going to do a, revi a revisit on the Glock 40, the Glock 23, which I still really like. But I kind of just simplify matters a couple of years ago. Kind of got all my 40s and 9s together because I had so many duplicates and magazines and guns placed in different places. And I, I got the, you know what, I'm going to end up with trying to pack you know stuff a nine millimeter magazine in a 40 caliber glock or vice versa or whatever in some desperate situation here i got too much of this and uh i just kind of put my 40s away and got all my everything in nine now so i'm kind of a nine or or, or bigger i may have 45 or something but i've kind of bypassed the 40 for right now who knows in a year i might just eh, i'm gonna go back to 40 but uh, ballistically there's not a lot of difference and uh i just there's so many neat little nines that that fits your pocket or wherever, and uh, I'm just kind of on the nine right now. But mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm not my favorite guns. You know, if I if I knew I was safe and I didn't have to hunt and nobody's going to try to kill me, I would. Uh, <laughs> I'd probably as soon have a cold single action as anything. You know. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, as as one would expect, given your name, your your yeah, screen or, name uh, that is. Yeah, or or even uh, I just love a Smith and Wesson double action revolver. Uh, you, you know, give me a Model 19 or. A, 44 mile 29 you know three four inch barrel you know firearm like that's you know all I ever want but you know it'd be kind of heavy to carry around all the time so just depend. I, I don't think that zombie apocalypse is going to come but if it does you know, we'll pick <laughs> one out so is there a, is there a kelly on board there kelly is here yeah okay. i am here but uh <laughs> well, yeah you're afraid you guys to are... amongst these guys huh? you noticed eh? <laughs> <laughs> They won't even no. give you a picture. I notice your picture is not on the screen. So, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I don't know what that is, but yeah. uh, I did want to ask you if uh, you're down in Tennessee. There. Yes. Yeah. Have you guys attended one of those apple seeds yet? Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Who couldn't have predicted this? Well, uh, well, we plant apple seeds, but we have trouble making them grow. We got two apple trees on the place, and uh, I think both of them have died. Is that what you were talking about? You asked for that, Kelly. I know I did. <laughs> Project no, we apple seeds. We've been approached for that. Uh, it's just 
Yeah, it's just another yeah. thing. I don't have really time to get into it, but I, I really I think it's a great program, though. Yeah, no, it's a wonderful program. Yep. Yeah, it really is. We 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 you wouldn't believe the the directions which we get pulled, uh, wanting to just do everything, go everywhere, and 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 be everything, and we we have to say no to most things, and uh, including things like this. You know, we we don't do that much of this. Uh, it's 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 not that we don't enjoy it. It's it's just gosh on top of everything lining it up and okay yeah probably we can do that but I, I, so many emails and requests that I I have to say no to things lots of times just because I, I don't even know if I, I'm going to have time to do it you know and that kind of thing because I've got forty things going here we're trying to get ready for and uh, so we are pulled in a lot of directions and uh, we want to we want to stay sane and just do videos and the, the main thing we have to offer. And we want to keep doing that the way we do it is just posting two or three videos every week and keep doing what we do and not get too strung out because uh, we're already strung out quite a bit and uh, don't want to get spread too thin. So well, that and we want to enjoy I, life. You know, I should be sitting on the porch retired you know, with a cat in my lap and having a cold beer and, and reading Shakespeare or Emerson. But you now here I am. You know, putting in whatever ten or twelve hours a day at least. You know, just man. Yeah, it, but but we love it. We're not complaining a bit. Well, that's good. It's it's good to hear that you enjoy the process and that you're uh, you're continuing okay. to do it because we all love your videos and we want to want to see them keep coming. Thank you. So I guess I just pestered you just enough then to to get you guys to come back on, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it's, it's, I remember you guys and, and we enjoy podcasting and yeah, we do it and John does a lot of it and. And we like the the laid back style of it, and it's just it's the way we are, you know, just guys, gals, and guys sitting around just you know, talking and about guns, and that's just what we enjoy doing. Yeah, you're laid back enough. If it weren't for the accent, you could be a Canadian just like us. All right, all right. So everybody's laid back up there, huh? Pretty much. Well, yeah. depends on where, but yeah. I mean, I so apparently I have this thing called the go button, and I do hit it on occasion. But for the most part, I'm pretty laid back and relaxed and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, until sure. I start talking. Yeah, until you start talking. Yeah, that's basically it. Well, listen, guys, I bet you the light is just about perfect for you guys to head out and get that video shot. We don't want to take up any more of your evening, but I really, really want to thank you guys for coming back on and talking to us again. And John, especially you, keep up that good camera work. And Hickok, look, thanks. Keep well, keep we on. appreciate. Appreciate you know, having us on, and want to thank everybody up there, you know, for watching the videos. We know we we hear from a lot of you viewers there in Canada. I mean, daily, regularly, hourly, and uh, it's it's just great to to know you're up there watching. And uh, yeah, we we were amazed. We just didn't realize you had the internet up there. You know, but, <laughs> well, we just got it last year, right? So. Yeah, all right. <laughs> just switched from so, dial-up. Yeah. So anyway, we appreciate y'all watching the videos. Thanks for what you do. Well, thank, thank you. you in return. Okay. Y'all take care and let Kelly talk the next time. <laughs> Kelly, say goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Bye, Kelly. Bye-bye. See you guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, John. Take care. Bye-bye. See ya. All right. We just wanted to say we thank you once again to Greg and John uh, for their amazing Ooh. interview. Ooh. Greg and Greg? John. Greg, you mean, John. You mean Hickok 45. Don't, Hickok don't, 45. Don't, don't ruin the illusion. Uh, <laughs> shall I talk to you about FPS Russia as well? <laughs> aka kyle <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah listener feedback did we still want to talk about um, the one in ohio let's finally do it yes mark Yay, from ohio mark from ohio sent us a list uh or sent us a link to a story about the ohio 
Faster program. This is a program that involves training teachers to carry firearms in response to active shooters in their schools. There is actually a news agency in some European country who is predominantly French, maybe France, I don't know. It may not be France, could be, I'm not going to assume it is, definitely a French-speaking European country, who covered this news story and some web, some forum had stumbled upon this and posted a link and it was like, who speaks French here? So I watched it and I have to tell you that it was unbiased. They didn't, they didn't comment. It it literally was, so this is what's happening. And they would interview the instructor. They would interview a teacher and just verbatim repeat in French what was being said. And there didn't, I didn't come across any slant, any skew, any biased, uh, so this is what this one school is doing in response to active shooters. That was basically the gist of it. So, Mark, if you were concerned that they were slinging mud and saying, oh, my God, more shooting, you know, no, it it didn't seem to have any kind of anti-gun twist on it at all. So that's all I got for you on that. And we did want to talk about the fact that one of our friends, Brian, Brian messaged us as well. Valkyrie Defense is part of one of two um, groups is it groups or instructors that uh, that offer this as well. They're part of the pro the program itself, faster program. So awesome. The thing yeah. I liked most about this was the instructor, who I believe was uh, um, former law enforcement. <clears throat> Two cool things. One, I saw a dude climbing the stairs with his pistol, clearing the staircase, wearing a apple seed t shirt. That was awesome. <laughs> and awesome. the second the second thing was the American reporter. Was saying, well, what's the deal? You're letting law, you're letting non-law for you're training non-law enforcement to carry guns and respond to active shooters. And he went down the whole, you know what? Law enforcement aren't born with these magical gun powers. They're just people too that get trained to carry guns. Anyone can be trained to carry a gun. So he dispelled the only law enforcement should carry guns because they have some innate ability from birth to be efficient with a firearm. So awesome. that was pretty awesome. Oh, sometimes they're not very efficient. Anyways, just saying. I'll take Tim because it's short. Yay! <laughs> so Tim sent in an email. It says, question. As the silliness continues with the banning of the 25-round 1022 magazines, is the general consensus to A, throw them out, B, turn them into the RCMP, or C, add a sc- screw or rivet uh, to the 10 round at the 10-round mark? Best regards, Tim. Um. Well, well, this summer when we were in Alberta, some stores were still selling them. Some yep. some stores weren't. Some stores were. That was this summer. I don't know. Uh, if if I was going to pick anything other than just keeping it and shooting it, because the local RCMP said, like, uh, I can't see this ever being a problem. So around here, I'm not worried about it. Would I take them to Quebec? Maybe not. But anyway, if I was going to recommend anything, it would just be C. Yeah. I, mean, I, would, I would pin it with a pop rivet. <laughs> Yep, because I think isn't that what the RCMP have said on their bulletin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if that's what the RCMP wants you to do, then that's what you should do. Should do until someone takes it to uh, until until someone takes it to court and actually uh, wins on it. Yeah, I would I would pin it as a risk averse individual. There you go. Okay, Matthew, you're up. Here I am. What am I? Pat 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 G. Pat G. 
Slamfire crew, I have a very newbie question. I have been reloading 9 mil and 45 Colt for a while now, and yes, I have been using a lot of the X-Metal 9 mil projectiles. Thank you, Trevor, for the load advice, as it is working magnificently. Next time you're on the West Coast, I will treat you to a pint or three. After a trip to the range, of course. Now I'm going to venture into rifle reloading, 30-06 to be precise. And I hope it's precise. Haha, I added that in there, not him. Uh, according to some YouTube videos, and if I understand correctly, one must lube the cases if using a full-length resizing die, especially if the brass is once fired or used in different rifles. If I use a collet neck sizing die for my bolt-action rifle, and only that rifle, a Browning X-Bolt, then lube for the cases is not required. I get that part. Now, for the newbie question, is lube required for setting the bullet and then crimping the cartridge? No. No. So there you go. You don't have to worry about that. Uh, lastly, thank you to everyone on Slamfire for your tireless and not well-paid work and assisting a West Coaster like me as your podcast has been instrumental in my enthusiastic interest in shooting and reloading. Bravo. I raise a glass of smooth craft beverage to you all. Regards, <laughs> Pat. Nice. And Pat, awesome. just, to re- just to reassure Pat, your first two points were exactly correct. And you're, and we answered your question, so don't change. You've got it, man. Trevor, yep. you're up, and big, right. big. Would you would you say neck resize or full? I, if if he's using a bolt action, I would say neck resize because no, they'll be yes. fine and, for two or three loadings at least. And no, uh, maybe yeah, there's other anyway. Yeah, yeah, no, but so his first question though, if I get brass that came out of somebody else's gun, or I or don't know where it came from, then the first go around, yes. Full on three size, measure, trim accordingly. If it's if you go buy a box of factory ammo and you put that in your X bolt, and then it's your brass chambered or uh, fire formed to your X bolt's chamber, and from then on, you need only uh, neck size until eventually you may need to use a body die and bump the shoulder back. If you don't have a body die, you can use your full on three sizing die maybe to do it. If you don't have a body die, maybe you're immortal. Could be. Yes. Could be. Bum, bum, bum. So I did screw it up, Trevor. I totally signed up for the April 22nd course. (laughs) And Andrew Andrew texted me just now. He says, uh, is that what you meant to do? And I said, no. He goes, don't worry. He's going to refund it. The charity shoot will be cash. So I'm signed up for it. All I got to do is pay cash when I get there. Yeah. yeah. That's my plan. Pay cash upon arrival. Beauty. So. Yeah, I didn't know that part. I paid for I I, I paid for it online, so I'm I just quite sure good, I explained but, it all. But you, don't I wasn't listening. Listening there it is, no. and see how this came to bite you in the butt. I I don't mind though because people got my back, like Andrew, unlike you apparently. Oh, oh. Yeah. remember the beginning oh. of this episode? Yeah, no, we've we've gone 180, haven't we? <laughs> totally. Yeah, no, it's okay. No. By the end of it again, Trev, I'll be back on your side. All right, well, let's hurry up and get to the end. All right. But okay. we do. <laughs> NB Hillbilly. NB Hillbilly writes, it's been a while, actually, so it's good to hear from him again, and thanks for the headset. Uh, hello, Slamfire crew. I still look forward to every show. Really? really? <laughs> Are you listening? To- tolerant, tolerant, patient individual. It is by far my favorite podcast. Really? Again, I say really? Just, just watch the live YouTube. Good job. Support for all of your efforts is warranted, but after spending some time figuring out the Patreon site, well, I just don't want to go there. (laughs) Uh, I would be willing to send a one-time annual donation for your efforts if that could work in your system. 
uh, e-transfer. The uh, Slamfire Biz is likely not going to replace your day job, so I feel I should not be out of pocket for bandwidth, etc. Nope, no, you would not be, that's for sure. Thank you, Kelly, for your decision to... Uh, the Maple Seed, to your dedication, sorry. Thank you, Kelly, for your dedication to the Maple Seed Project. My wife and I have already booked some summer vacation time this fall, so as to be sure to attend the Tracy event. No way, we're going to get to meet him and Tracy. Awesome. Sweet. He's going to get muffin. Yeah, the the second day is still open, so go and register if you haven't already. Just uh, saying. Yeah, I, should, I should sign up for the second day, as I said. If you I sign up for the second day, we have to take separate vehicles. I'm just saying. I th- I'm just, I just we saying. Oh, we are. We already are doing that. Oh, okay, well then, fine. I don't want to drive with yeah, you anyway. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, I got to drive a muffin now, so the muffin's on the second oh, day. Oh, muffin. Yeah, it's not like I'm going to leave muffin here and you know. Let yeah, I guess. Whatever. Whatever. No, he's got a thing on the second day, so. Oh. He's only doing the first day. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, my wife and I, all right, Tracy. Okay, uh, just watching the the just watching for the registration open. It's open. I would encourage you to keep the Maple Seed website up, as some of us just uh, just will not do Facebook. Oh, okay, yeah. No, the the Maple Seed website is here to stay. It's it's it not, is. Yeah, it's, it's totally it's not going away. No, you can do the Facebook or like for people who don't do Facebook. Yes, it will always be there. Um, your practice targets have shown me that I that my aging eyes will probably require a scope. I used to be quite proud of shooting irons all the time, so I'm pretty disappointed. I just can't see those tiny targets. Getting old is not is not for wimps. Nope, Trevor. Do you happen to know if a Boyd? Do you happen to know of a Boyd stock for a 1022 needing a new owner in New Brunswick? Last show, if because I did talk about the last show where I knew where I could get another Boyd stock. Uh, it's not in New Brunswick, but send me an email either to the show or to my personal email if you have it. I think you do have it, and I will contact the person who has it and see if we can't work out. I'll put you two in touch or something. Um, if so, I may be buying. I have a nice straight grip 1022 for irons, but for a scope, I will have my chin on the stock. Yeah. Yeah. So you need something. And even actually... This I voice, run a chin on my stock, and I do just fine. It's not the traditional way of doing it, but it can be done. Yeah. You're the exception to the rule. You can shoot anything, anytime, anywhere. All Some right, people fine. need that welt. But uh, that being said, NB Hillbilly... This Boyd stock isn't going to really help too much, I don't think, with improve, with the calm height. Um, so get a magpole. Get a magpole or, you know, uh, what What the sticks have wrapped around his? He's got like a, a compression bandage and a mouse pad or something? It will, yeah, we'll be bringing down some some vet wrap and yeah, some foam. And we'll, yeah. we'll adjust it for you. We'll make it work for you. Yeah, so. Yep. But yeah, definitely get a scope, you know. I mean, there's no point in forcing, you know, and you'll fatigue your eyes too trying to focus on the front yeah, side. See that in the back. It's just going to burn your burn the eyes out of your head and the drive home will suck. So, congratulations on 200 shows. All the best. Thank you so much, Emily Hillbilly. And send me an email and I'll see about that Magpul stock. I'll send you I can get you pictures of it right away cuz I have them in my Facebook and if I'll send them to you and if you're interested then we'll go from there. Right. Adriel, so, can can you read Rob's Hello, Slamfire hosts. I am writing you very excitedly today. I bought my son his first rifle. 
He's okay. only eight years old, so he went with the Savage Rascal. We started the day with an old Kui single shot 22 LR, but the stock was too big to use effectively or safely as the muzzle was always in the dirt when he reloaded another round. Plus, when you chamber around and close the bolt, you still have to pull back on the end of the bolt to cock it, which he couldn't do. We had talked before about getting him a rifle that actually fit him. And after cleaning the dirt out of the muzzle a second time, I asked if he was interested in getting the rascal. Of course, the answer was yes. And I'm not sure which one of us was more excited. Once we got the uh, little rifle, he was consistently hammering soup cans at 25 yards. There's only two problems with this rifle. Number one, when his mother, my ex, finds out, I'm going to have to hear about it. <laughs> and number two, I'm 6'5", and it's very difficult for me to use. So he's going to have to learn to shoot consistently accurate to fully zero it. I'm kind of kidding about number one as I taught my ex how to shoot. In fact, there's an, uh, an epic Preggers picture somewhere of her shooting a Savage 93 in 22 Magnum while she was carrying her daughter. Nice. Uh, our daughter. <laughs> That's enough for now because I'm still behind on episode 191, so I won't hear this for a while. Hi, future Rob. Ha ha. <laughs> Take care, Rob. <laughs> I think that's the first time someone's done that. <laughs> Said hi that's to the future self. First. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. This is like the Loopers movie. Yeah, it, it is. Basically, it? is yeah. Basically, he's leaving a message for himself in the future. Yep. Mm. That's weird. It is we just, weird. Did we just transcend space and time? We certainly did. Sweet. Another slam fire first. Right. Matt, take this next one and I'll I'll do the last one. All right. Well, there's, yeah, I just checked the email. There's actually one more from Spencer, but it's only six oh. words long, so I'm pretty sure he's been replaced by an imposter. Can't be. Yeah, can't be. <laughs> so I'll just read that one right now, seeing as I have it right up. He says, from Spencer the Whale, he says, I just wanted to wish you guys a happy 200th now that that no uh, episode number is official. I know it was only a few years ago you became slam fire, but it seems much, much longer. Best wishes all, Spencer and Smyrna. Thanks, Spencer. Seems longer for us too, buddy. It certainly does, especially when I'm on. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I mean when I mean, Trevor's on. Oh, I insulted myself. All right. From, <laughs> from 50 Cal Kev. Hey, all got a couple quick questions for you. First, Matt, have you been reloading the brass from your Troy PAR? Yes, I have. I also have one, but the fluted chamber seems to do a number on my brass. Yes, it does a little bit, but it still seems to work just fine. I haven't had any issues die. with it yet. Your resizing die does a better number. It does. It the 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 marks are still there. I mean, it's still it's still fluted when you pull it back out of the the resizing die, but uh, it still seems to work. So I'll let you know if any split. But yeah, so far, probably, so good. Yeah, it'll probably shorten the case life, but it's not dangerous. Yeah. No, no, it won't, won't. Yeah, no. Uh, secondly, I have been a little shy of participating in the Patreon subscription as I'm not too familiar how it works. Can you describe? to us how it works uh, where the bonus episodes are uploaded to can you listen to them on the Apple device under the podcast keep up the good work and I'm giving you five gold stars and a 50 BMG round and that's from Sweet. 50 Cal Kev so somebody should update those while I let them know how Patreon works so Patreon is a monthly subscription um, uh, program and what you do is you go on and, and you, you support us for whatever number you would like. Uh, we're, we're encouraging people to support us in caliber. So 223, so $2.23. No, or, he seems to like the 50 BMG. 50 BMG. Saying. You know, that, I think from him, that might be 50 Look, cents though, right? You got to be for, careful. No, for, 
for 50 bucks a month, we'll come record in your living room. We certainly <laughs> might, depending on where you are. But yeah, so that's what it is. So, so it's an automatic thing. It just you, you sign up for it, and it just dings your whatever pay, method of payment you decide to use once. It's just a subscription. So well, Trevor, And you can cancel uh, it any time. Huh? Trevor is subscribed. Trevor, uh, for the episodes, do you get those emailed to you? Yes. Do you get... Yes? I, yeah. I get an email saying, Slamfire Radio has just put out... A, a bonus content. Check it out. So you click on the link, and then you can listen to it by streaming it, or you can download it. And when you download it, it becomes like an audio file on your phone, or mm-hmm. you can open it up on your desktop computer. Well, it's, it's an MP3 file, so you can open it up yes. with whatever listening oh, device just, you have. Yeah, so whether you're Apple or, or, or Android, it's going to work. Your right. podcast app doesn't catch it like the regular stuff because it doesn't go through iTunes, let's say. There's right. a feed, though. There's, there is there's a feed. feed you it. can like, sign up to the feed, yeah, and that should actually. It'd be a separate. It'd be a, a Slamfire Patreon feed. So you'd have two right. feeds, and then it would automa- It should automatically pop up if you're a subscriber. And it's not easy because I haven't figured out to subscribe to our shows. Well, Patreon let's feed. just say that Trevor doesn't think it's easy, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's not easy. <laughs> that's that's true. <laughs> now I'm I'm also I'm a pay. Patreon supporter of a couple of shows and the nighttime podcast has done that feed thing and they like sent out an email with the instructions of how to subscribe to the Patreon feed and I did and yes so when I would hit refresh if there was a Patreon episode it would refresh on that feed as well as the regular show feed so we can we can totally do that um and that's uh yeah we can do that we should we should do that in fact I nominate Idril I'm standing in Adriel's gun room podcasting studio. I'm like, you know what, guys? We should probably look into Patreon. And like 30 seconds later, we had a Patreon. So yep. it's definitely Adriel. That is basically what happened. I was there. <laughs> That's kind of how it happened. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is easy. This is done. Okay, we're good. <laughs> All right, from Craig. Hey, guys. I'm still celebrating episode 200 as I just purchased my first AR. Would you guys? Yay! Would you guys have a recommendation? Would you guys have a recommendation for a type of sling and optic for possible three-gun competition? My range is maximum 300 yards. I do have astigmatism, which I've heard can be an issue with the red dot sights. Thanks, guys. Craig in. Okay, you don't need a sling for three-gun. You probably never use a sling. Well, some, no, some some. Oh yeah, that crazy outlaw stuff. Slings. Yeah, yeah, crazy outlaw stuff. Our club will actually run slings every once in a while. Um, just for the rifle, not for the shotgun. But uh, uh, for optic, what would you say, Trevor? One to one to four, or one to six? One to four, or one to six? Yep. Yeah. Vortex has the uh, Strike Eagle. Bushnell Bush has no. their one to four, and and uh, and those scopes. They all make one, yeah. Yeah, I've got yeah. a I've got a Primary Arms one to six. They all. I'm not off with the Bushnell I got from you yet. I put Which it part? on my. Uh, well, I don't know. The eye relief. It doesn't. Uh, when I pop up that loophole, boom, there's no problem. So I got to get the rifle out to the range and pop it up and look at targets at varying distance and decide if I've got the eye relief correct on, uh, I, you know, cross-eyed dominant. So I want my right eye to look through the scope, but I want to keep both eyes open. So, so far that seems easier to find it and get the eye relief correct without that black shadow ring going around on the loophole than it is on the on the Bushnell. What I like about the Bushnell over the loophole is a loophole is a straight-up duplex reticle where the Bushnell has those dots, right? So yep. easier yeah. to, uh, to range out. Yeah. Also, yeah. no refunds. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
No refunds. Also, no refunds. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I'm not that guy who bought a Glock 19. The price was good. I know what I got. Uh, yeah. My problem is with Bushnell, not with you. Hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. If you guys want to send us an email like everybody else did this week, which was awesome. We had a lot of them. You can send us an email at slamfryradio at gmail.com. Miss Stacy checked our iTunes for us. There is nothing there. And also Beanpod, that app for the Android, nothing in there as well. So we would also like to see some five-star ratings on on iTunes. Uh, right now we have 148 of them. Uh, 115 is from are from Canada, 30 from the U.S., one from Australia, one from the U.K., one from Lithuania, and one from Belgium. And if you make it funny, or if you don't make it funny, if actually just you we'll read them all. Just, basically. Yeah, write it. Yeah, yeah, write them and. And yeah. yeah, we should change that. Just well, you yes. could just not read it next time. Here, look, I'll delete it. Boom, <laughs> gone. Fixed. It, it's it's <laughs> not. It's yeah. not in italics. I have to. Yeah, so I should have just italicized it, and then Trevor would have been like, "What italics? I have to read it. What's going on?" <laughs> oh. uh, well done. All right. Shoutouts uh, to Dan Demirs from Nanook for uh, the sponsorship deal. Supporting me and supporting the Rescuers Gun Club in our um, matches with uh, awesome rifle and pistol cases. Also to the Appleseed Princess, thank you for the care package. I got some more stuff in the mail to help get me and Filthy up and running for Maple Seed. So thank you very much for that. Cool. cool. I got a shout out to uh, Kyle from Grand Prairie and just all the other great three gun match directors. I emailed, I tried to email everyone just to say, like, hey, is it okay if I'm taking your match descriptions and your logos and that kind of thing. And everyone was like super game. Um, you know, I think, you know, we've mentioned this before on the show, but all the, all the guys in, uh, in, in most of the guys in, uh, in shooting competitions are fantastic and they just want to see their sport grow. And, uh, they're very open to new things. And, and that's just incredible. So are you saying everybody was like super encouraging and, oh, yeah. like, please use our logo. Yes, everyone said like yes, yes Trevor. Love we know it. Where you're, Use yeah. the logo. Love the text. <laughs> no one was uh, uh, cranky about it. Maybe that. Maybe it's different in other shooting sports, but uh, in three gun, no. Everyone was. Uh, everyone was super That's on it. Something. That's funny. I got a story <laughs> for you after the show. I think he knows the story. Stories. I know the story. Yeah, <laughs> he knows the story. Fun now. <laughs> mm. <laughs> no one said like I... you need to pay to use the logo. All right, Trevor. We're good. All right. <laughs> yeah. I have one as well. It's for Kelly and Tracy because CCF for Gunny Girls Rock. We had a great time, Sue. And thank you, Kelly, for hosting us on Friday night as well. Awesome. And, and I got one for... And all the wine. <laughs> and go ahead. And I got one for Casey at Mantis X. So huge shout out to Casey for sending me the Mantis X device. So I'm um, super stoked about uh, getting that and training with it. So I just wanted to say thank you to him officially on the show in the shout outs. Did you get so like a promo code or something? Oh yeah, there. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to tell everybody. He said if your friends want one of these, you can get I think, free I think shipping. You have a lot of friends. I might have a yes. lot of friends. So anybody who wants a Mantis X, you can get free shipping by putting my YouTube channel name in the promo code box on MantisX.com. It's M M A T T. So yeah, Mantis X free shipping. There you go. Would have, would have been cooler if it was a warning shot. Would have, he doesn't know me as warning shot, so... Huh? Yeah. 
Okay, so Patreon. We've been talking a lot about Patreon. We have we have a ton of new Patreon uh, supporters on this week. Rob B, you edited your Patreon as well. You, by the way, you can do that. Everybody, you can up it at any time. Uh, he edited Can't his, and it's three eleven. Yeah, you're not allowed to lower it. No, 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 no. You can only up it. Just you like, cannot lower just it. like we only take five star reviews. You can That's only right. edit Patreon one way. That's it. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So three eleven is that a caliber? Yeah, that's the diameter of the 7.628.39, the 303 British. Oh, uh, that, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm making. Yep. Roger that. I knew that. Okay. I just forgot. Bradley R., he's sending $12. Wow. Is that a caliber? That, that works. Yeah. That's a caliber. Yeah. Friggin' 12, 12 millimeters. 12 gauge! Oh, yeah. Oh, 12 yeah. gauge, right. I feel like I figured out what a vanity out. plate says. You know, when you're looking at the letters <laughs> yeah. and the numbers, you're trying to put it together. And you, yeah. Yeah. Well, well 12 gauge! And what else do we have? We have DW, and it's 223. Craig B is 308. And Cody, thanks, Cody, 220. Nice. That's Swift 220 it. Swift for those who can't figure out that one. Could like Gotta me. be. Awesome, yeah. awesome yeah. predator round. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But thanks to a marketing war, it lost out to the 22250. Yeah. All right. So thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. With you, because of you, we will actually have an imaginary jet pickup, Adriel, and bring him out for the charity shoot. Yeah, Just he'll actually be there, but the jet will be imaginary. United. Yeah, it won't. Be, he United. won't be flying United. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm ready for him. I'm ready for him. You know, four out of five doctors recommend flying United. <laughs> yeah, but that guy, he's not all about it. <laughs> that one guy, though, he he don't like it at all. <laughs> that's horrible. Funny though. <laughs> it is yeah. funny. And because it's funny, why don't you please join one of our National Firearms Associations, such as the CCFR. And if you do, you can meet one of the gunny girls like Tracy or Kelly or Kelly. Or also the CSSA. Uh, and join one of them or all of them because it's important. They support us. And also get out and do some shooting. Do some three-gun. Check out Adriel's three-gun page. Just go on out and do some shooting. Also check us out on Gunners of Canada and as well on Facebook. Right now we have 1,641 likes, five gold stars, a signed 858 petition, four thumbs up, two Harambe thumbs, a uh, Mogan David, two Sig P226 handguns, three platinum bullets, an adult inspired foregrip, a Trevor, Tra- Trevor Trigger, four gold stars, and a 50 BMG round. I think those five gold stars are supposed to be added to the five that are at the top, so we have ten gold stars now. <laughs> and we can take out uh, these let's five. Do some math. Yeah. 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 Math it up. Boom. Yep. Math's hard. All right. Any words of wisdom? Life is good. <laughs> Life is good. Oh, that's it. We're done. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. Welcome to episode 201 for April 14th to 7th. Yeah. Show is it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Kelly Show. Yeah. I'm your host, Kelly. Uh, uh, hello, I'm Kelly. <laughs> I'm Kelly. <laughs> I'm Kelly. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 201 for Slam Fire Radio for April 14th, 2017. I'm one of your hosts, Kelly. 
It's 201. There's no and. <laughs> I'm Trevor. <laughs> I'm Adriel. Your cue. Come after me. No, you're Matthew. Dang oh, it. goodness. All right, we'll try that again. I'm Matthew? <laughs> no, you're not Matthew. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, guys. everybody lay off the sugar, and let's try this one last time. No, no, no. no I was keeping it. No. Yeah, we're that, keeping that's it. a note-take. your name. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Kelly, man. I'm Kelly. When the guy who doesn't want to edit says we're editing, you know it's bad. Hi, everyone. up. I need to get a beer. Hold on. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's not going to make it better. Oh, it's not going to make it better. <laughs> <laughs>